but in their masses Bees. Just like witches at black masses Bees. Evil minds that plot destruction Bees. Sorcerer of death construction Bees. In the fields of bodies burning as the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, Lord, yes. If you guys have any questions in regard to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. Listen for your question right here on the main event talk podcast, and it could be any question that you want, whether it's anything about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling to anything new in music or anything about possibly politics, even though I really don't get into politics that much anyway, or anything about current events or anything about the Transformers or any kind of new metal music that you like to talk about or anything in particular, even if it's a bit personal. The main event would love to go ahead and put that email out for everyone to listen to. So once again, my email address is the main event. 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event. 1977 at gmail.com. And listen for that question right here on the Main Event Talk Podcast.
What's going on, everybody? And welcome to this very special edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the main event player, the super secret himself, from Torres, coming back at you. The god among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth. Hey, look over there. Yeah, look over there. Look over there. You see that? You know what that is? November is gone! And December is here, which means Christmas Eve, which means... New Year's Eve, which means time to spend time with the family. And not only that, there's going to be plenty of special events to take place in December, which we will talk about on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. And also, before we get to where we I mean, today's December 2nd, obviously, or December 3rd. I'm sorry to be exact. December is here. But before we talk about that, obviously... You guys have heard the very beginning of the show, and we are going to talk about that. Yes, we are going to do a review of WWE Survivor Series War Games from last night, or no, I'm sorry, from not last night, last weekend, uh, an incredible War Games, to let you guys know. Uh, the main event is going to give you his review on that. And uh, speaking of stuff that's going to happen in December, we're going to talk about ROH's Final Battle, which is going to happen on December 10th, and also on December 10th, which is also my brother's birthday, will also be NXT's Deadline. That's going to be, It's a new interesting concept uh, that NXT's putting together, which we will talk about on this episode of the Mayvet Talk Podcast. So we've got Deadline coming up, we've got Final Battle coming up, we've also got Winter is Coming for AEW, that's going to be coming up as well, we're going to talk about... Uh, some matches that will be coming up for that event and everything. And also, the main event will be making an announcement here later on. Uh, I got one announcement in regards to what will happen to the podcast. And don't worry, the podcast is not going to go anywhere. But as I stated maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, there's a good chance that right after right after we get done with... Uh, at first, it was going to be until deadline and until final battle... But I think I decided we're going to do right after uh, right after winter is coming from AEW. Well, you'll, you'll know what it is later on on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Plus, the main event has got some news in regards to where my life is headed right now. And, uh, you know, you talk about changes. You know, uh, I, you know, I went through a change several weeks ago when Facebook took away my Facebook and I had to come up with a new one. So that's pretty much part of the new system, part of the new deal as far as what's happening right now. But there's something else, and i like to talk about that at the very conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. So with that being said, strap it on, guys. We're going to get ready to listen to some Main Event Talk podcast and everything. But before we do, we're going to get into some music, and then when we come right back, we're going to do a review of WWE War Games, and we'll give you the whole thing. And much, much more. Let's begin everything, shall we?
make you defecate. <laughs> Well, football season is here, and that means that everybody is going to be going to their house to go ahead and check out some of their favorite football teams, from the Dallas Cowboys to the Houston Texans to the San Francisco 49ers to the Green Bay Packers and much, much more. But why just be at your house and check out the football games? We can go ahead and head over to Rich's Billiards and check out the games themselves. As you guys know, most of the football games that take place on Mondays and Thursdays and Sundays. And if you guys want to go to either one of those dates, you can. All you got to do is head over to Rich's Billiards, go check out the game, order yourself some beer, order yourself some food, maybe shoot some pool with some friends and family in every way possible. Now, besides all that, you know that Rich's Billiards, not only do they have some great beers, some great food, some great company, but they also have some great, great events happening in the next few months. You know that in October, there's going to be a big event happening at Rich's Billiards that includes our good friends at Emo Night, and they are fixing to present their biggest Emo Night to date, which will take place live Saturday, October 15th, 
be there as early as you can. It will take place live featuring several bands involving. And if you guys want to get there as early as you can, do so Saturday, October 15th. It should be one epic event. And with all that being said, besides all of those things that are going to happen, you can come in and check out some boxing, check out some football, check out some basketball, some baseball. We're getting closer and closer to the World Series. So if you guys want to check out the World Series, you can head over to Rich's Billiards and check out everything that happens at my favorite place of all time. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes, the legend continues. This episode is sponsored by the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super Sea Kid himself, and I approve this message. Okay, welcome back to the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super Secret himself. Before we talk about Survivor Series, because that's going to be the first thing we talk about, I'd like to go ahead and give a few shout-outs right here. Uh, today is very interesting, because today's December 3rd, and I just noticed this about a few moments ago, and I thought I'd go ahead and share this with all of you. You just heard a song from Ozzy Osbourne just a moment ago, because today, yes, ladies and gentlemen, today is his birthday yes ozzy osbourne uh let's see um and i think i saw this on my facebook earlier or i think i looked into some stuff here here we go uh john michael ozzy osbourne is an english singer songwriter and television personality he rose to the uh prominence during the 70s as the lead vocalist of the heavy metal band Black Sabbath, during which he, uh, during which period he adapted the nickname the Prince of Darkness. So his, let's see, December third, nineteen forty-eight. He is seventy-four years old. Yes, Ozzy is seventy-four years old. He's practically. And if we think about this extremely close, and, and I may have to look into this a little bit more, I think Ozzy is somewhere close to Vince. Well, obviously, he's close to Vince McMahon's age, but I don't know if he's like, you know, Vince McMahon's got to be older than him because I think he was born a different time. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I was right. He was close. Because, uh, uh, let's see, uh, 74 years old. Vince McMahon is 77 years old, and he was born in 1945. That was like years and years ago. So, yeah, Ozzy. Ozzy is 74 years old, and he's still rocking to this day. You know, as a matter of fact, Ozzy, uh, he appeared in the um, in the intro of Survivor Series, which we will talk about in a moment. We'll play that intro for you right as we get into uh, the review of War Games. But incredible. Uh, uh, but besides, besides Ozzy... Besides Ozzy, we got to go ahead and get this out of the way. And I know some people are going to be pissed off and going to be mad when I mention this. Because besides Ozzy Osbourne's birthday, it is also the birthday of a good friend of ours. A good friend of myself, a uh, home star runner, the best drummer on the planet, John Luna, Matt Congora, and others in that particular nature. We know who this man is. He says he's not Tony Khan, but technically he really is because he, he looks it. He talks it. He walks it. I don't know if he... I've never seen Tony Khan exercise. I've never seen him do Taekwondo like this man does. <laughs> I'm talking about our good friend Mike Rod. Mike fucking Rod, ladies and gentlemen. His 
birthday is December 3rd. It's funny, on the same time as Ozzy Osbourne's birthday. That's that's incredible in itself. Very incredible in itself. It kind of reminds me of when um, uh, a while back, I think John Luna, the best drummer on the planet, uh, his birthday, uh, I think, was on the same time as... Um, I believe it was, what was it? It was Megadeth's Rest in Peace, a Rust in Peace uh, that came out that same year. So it was like, well, not the same year, but I think there's a there's a two, three year difference in there, you know, but it's kind of similar to that. But anyways, yeah, Mike Rod and Ozzy Osbourne, same birthday, same time and everything. The only difference is I think Mike Rod, uh, Mike Rod's a little bit younger, a lot younger than Ozzy right there. So, I'm not sure exactly how old he is, I think. I don't know if I can get to that and everything. I think we'll, we'll just say he's uh, 94 from here. <laughs> he's probably he's probably 34 or something like that. I don't know. Shit. He may be older than us. Who knows? But nonetheless, uh, big happy birthday shout-out to Ozzy Osbourne. And big shout-out to Mike Rod. Hope you guys have an extremely great birthday in every way possible. And, uh, well, I think that's all it for the birthday shout-outs for now. Let's get into War Games right now. Sure. 
Okay, so let's go ahead and start War Games off. Let's start Survivor Series off the right way. Um, uh, clearly, the beginning of the show, uh, there's actually, uh, when you look at the, the beginning of the show, it started off with Ozzy Osbourne coming up in front, which, which was incredible. And, <laughs> it, it, you know, you can't, you can't have a Black Sabbath song or an Ozzy song of any kind without mentioning the Prince of Darkness himself. Ozzy Osbourne, and uh, and this is one of these things where I've always felt metal and wrestling have always fit. Metal and wrestling has always fit. It it, it doesn't matter how, doesn't matter when, doesn't matter you know what took place. This was exactly the perfect way to start it off because you know, um, and, and I said two versions. They did. One version, which was already released uh, on YouTube, uh, it happened right before the pay-per-view took place. So I had a chance to look at it, which that was the beginning of it. But they changed it a little bit because they added Becky Lynch on there. You know, <clears throat> so my guess is I guess that was just the um, I guess that was the original before they would add Becky Lynch to the fold. So once. Once they added Becky, then they clearly began Survivor Series with uh, the same intro, same everything, you know, started with War Pigs and then added Becky Lynch to it. So it was completely different from what it was. So, yeah, having Ozzy on there was great. Uh, they had two theme songs. You know, I wanted, I wanted to mention this. They had two theme songs. They had one that was War Pigs that was from Black Sabbath, all about Ozzy. And then the other song uh, is <clears throat> off of... I think it was Patient Number 9. I think that's what the new album's called. Uh, one was called Parasite, right? <clears throat> and I heard the song. It sounded pretty good. Uh, that was one of the other theme songs that happened on uh, WWE Survivor Series. So beginning of War Games started... Uh, well, the beginning of, of the WWE Survivor Series started with War Pigs. It was good. Like it. Having Ozzy on there is good. And like I said before, I've always felt metal and wrestling should be perfect together. And it was great for what it was. I loved it. Having Ozzy there, um, you know, <clears throat> saying welcome to War Games was incredible. I loved how it went down. So we begin War Games. We begin, uh, we, we talked about the Ozzy Osbourne Open. And now we talk about the women's war games match. And um, this was uh, incredible for what it was. Uh, we knew that the first war games was going to be the women's war games because that's what's going to happen. It's gonna, the first war game is going to start off. And then, of course, the second one's going to be the main event, you know, with the men and everything. So let's start off with the women's war games. It was... Um, uh, good for what it was, you know, uh, everything I expected, uh, all the women came in, um, of course there had to be tables, there had to be kendo sticks, there had to be all sorts of weapons involved in the match, you knew, you knew right away that was going to happen, but it was, uh, it was good for what it was, it wasn't the greatest war games match that they put together, I kept expecting EO to, use the trash can and somehow crash into everybody you know i was expecting that but i don't think it happened in that particular way <clears throat> now um 
for what it was, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. And and I know some people were asking me about this. Did I see Rhea Ripley come out there doing some crunches? You know, doing some sit ups right there on the on the bars inside the chair, inside the cage. Uh, not not the actual war games itself, but you know how war games we begin where you're in the cage, you're in there, and then you go right to what's about to go down. Right. Well. That's what that's what took place, right? So, in this in this part, um, I mean, everyone made a big deal about it. I mean, I was like, okay, it's Rhea Ripley doing crutches, uh, doing you know, doing push-ups. No big deal. I mean, I'm not saying that I couldn't do it. I mean, I can. I mean, but everybody made a big deal out of it, and so it's like, okay, that's good. I mean, whatever makes you feel good in every way possible. Okay. <clears throat> so, War Games was. Um, Good for what it was. Uh, the women uh, put together a fantastic war games. What, like I said before, it was not the greatest war games ever, but it was good for what it is because it's the women's war games. And <clears throat> there have been some people asking me, you know, what what was this really about? Obviously, um, what this was really about was the fact that you had. Um, yet all, all this was really about <clears throat> was damage control. That's what this whole war games was about. It was about damage control because Bianca Belair had an issue with uh, damage control, wanted this to come to an end. Alexa Bliss and Eos, uh, Alexa Bliss and Asuka had had a score to settle <clears throat> with damage control. Rhea Ripley and Mia Yim have issues, right? And they want to settle it in the ring. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Becky. Obviously, she had an issue with damage control because of her injury that took place several months ago. And uh, I think it was said at the press conference where basically she was given a call to come over to be a part of War Games. And <clears throat> she was going to try to get over there and, and everything. I mean, she mentioned it at the press conference, and that was fine. So the women, the women, um, Bianca Belair's team obviously won. Now, I know some people have asked me, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been better if the women, or um, uh, if the, if Bianca Belair's team, or I'm sorry, if Bailey's team would have won, a damage control's team would have won. I, I think it would have made a whole lot of sense because then you would have a reason to have a number one contender to take on Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. And, oh, and speaking of that, um, <clears throat> in the press conference, uh, I know that Bianca Belair had mentioned a couple of dream opponents. Obviously, Rhea Ripley's one. And obviously, uh, Charlotte Flair is another, which I had I had mentioned many times. I don't think I've mentioned it here, but if I haven't, uh, I think Bianca taking on Charlotte Flair would be an excellent match, and that would be perfect for WrestleMania if it was done right. You know, I don't know how they're going to set it up, but we'll see how it goes. As far as Rhea Ripley goes, I think you see your opponent. I think Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair taking on each other for the Raw Women's Championship 
will happen at the Royal Rumble. I think that is what's going to happen. Now, I don't think it's official, but it's a prediction I think a lot of fans would like to see. Raw, uh, Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair taking on Rhea Ripley. Now, the women, uh, Team Bianca beat Team Damage Control to start off War Games. Um, it was good, like I said before. Um, you know, and, and it did it did it settle anything, obviously. Uh, I'm hoping that the whole situation involving Damage Control and Bianca Belair is out the window. Now, if they f- shift their focus... It will probably be back on Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and maybe Becky Lynch. Maybe Becky Lynch. We may see that happen, but we'll see how all this goes out. Either way, uh, <clears throat> the first, the opening match was good. Not, like I said, not the best of how it went down. It was good for what it is. The women put on a good for a good War Games match. And um, uh, happy for it. It was a good match. And uh, it was a good way to start off. War Games. So now we go to the next matchup, which would be uh, truly one of the best matches of the card. Uh, Finn Balor uh, taking on AJ Styles. um, Pretty much a Battle of Judgment Day taking on the OC. So the matchup, uh, it was incredible. It was uh, everything that you have to expect and, and you would expect from an AJ Styles Finn Balor match. Um, great to say the least. Um, it is so crazy. I know some people have been complimenting this. How Michael Cole had managed to, you know, give everyone a real history, a brief history, if you will, of the history between AJ Styles and Finn Balor and the whole thing with the Bullet Club, and. I think that's incredible for that to happen because the WWE has always had Vince McMahon tell Michael Cole or Vince McMahon tell anybody, do not reference any of what they are because our audience doesn't know about their previous past. That would be how Vince McMahon would come out to say it. But in reality, in reality, we all know the history. We all know the history, even if it wasn't a part of WWE. We know it. And I think with Triple H running the regime, he is allowing Michael Cole to say, you know what, you know, bring in the brief history, you know, talk about the Bullet Club, talk about New Japan, talk about where they previously came from, because I think that would be a better majority for the audience to know where Finn Balor and AJ Styles come from. I, I'm, I'm surprised that they haven't referenced TNA yet. And I'm kind of looking forward to Michael Cole saying that because, you know, let, let's be honest, it would be crazy if you would not mention TNA without AJ Styles being involved in the conversation. So <clears throat> it was um, a good Bullet Club. It, it was a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Um, I love how the match went down. Uh, everyone, there was no Rhea Rip, there was no Rhea Ripley involved because she was in the War Games match, so there was no way for her to do anything at all. So the next thing that happened was that um, these these guys were you know competing against each other. It was a great match, and my prediction was that AJ needs to have the win, and Finn Balor really doesn't need the win that bad. I mean, it's just gotta. It's going to be you know, a meeting between these two individuals. So uh, that's what happened. Uh, AJ Styles had won the match against Finn Balor. 
It was a great match for what it was. I'd like to see these two compete again, but without any members of the Judgment Day or the OC to be involved. Because I think uh, these two are these two are great competitors. These two came from the Bullet Club. Uh, well, we know where AJ Styles came from because he came a part of TNA Wrestling. Finn Balor has been in the wrestling business for quite a while. I've followed his career during the time when he was known as Prince Devitt. Because I remember he was called that. <clears throat> and when you see these two compete, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, it is, it's magic. It's, it's incredible to watch how all this unfolds. And would I get tired of it? No, I would never get tired of it. I mean, one, it's one thing when you get Judgment Day versus the OC and you got the two members, you know, with their factions going at it. But when it's just the two members themselves, it, it you know, you have some classic matches. Um, they, they'll, they'll maybe, they'll maybe, there may be a mistake or two from them, but it doesn't often happen that much. But um, other than that, it was incredible for what it is. It was good, and I loved it. And I hope we see it again sometime. And who knows? I think I think this whole thing with the Judgment Day, this whole thing with the Judgment Day and and the OC will probably not be done. If anything, I think the feud should escalate further into WrestleMania, where we can see the OC and AJ win. There's got to be a few more wins with uh, with the Judgment Day. There's got to be a few more points to where something has to give. Something has to give. But we'll, but other than that, AJ versus Finn Balor was great. And uh, AJ Styles beat Finn Balor. And hopefully we will uh, see something else in the future between the members of the OC and the members of the Judgment Day. The next match was... Um, it was not exactly the best match. Well, definitely not the best match in the card, but it was something that was um, okay for what it was. And it's nuts because it is the SmackDown Women's Championship. It's Ronda Rousey defending her championship against Shotzi. So this match was... Um, it wasn't exactly like the greatest match I've ever seen as far as the women's go women goes, but... You know it is what it is, and 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 I'll go. I'll go ahead and reveal the the answer. Um, obviously, uh, Ronda Rousey won. And Shotzi didn't didn't do too well in the match. She did okay for for what she could do, but it wasn't it wasn't all that. Uh, I I I just knew that Ronda was going to win it, right? But. Now, and I want to go ahead and point this out because uh, I, I, it will probably be mentioned in the wrestling news later on, um, that there have been several people, like, and I think this is right after, right after Survivor Series, where a, a trend was going on saying fire Ronda Rousey. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this. Number one, I would probably agree with what they're talking about. And number two, I would kind of I would still give Ronda a chance in this because look, listen, it's so funny how 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 things things really changed, you know, uh, with Ronda. When I look back, I look at the very beginning of how 
Ronda started and the crowd got into it. And then when she won the women's championship, then people started resenting her. And then she lost the championship over to Becky Lynch. And then all of a sudden fans were still clamoring for Ronda to come back. And she did. She came back at the Rumble. She did what she did. Um, Things were totally different with Ronda Rousey when it was under Vince McMahon. But now that Triple H is running things, he's doing exactly what what Ronda needs to do. And Ronda right now is, I think, I like this version of Ronda. But number one, I think I can be a little bit better. I think her being a heel is not a problem. It's not it's not a problem at all. I think this is the best way to really put this is a a best way to put Rhonda in a position where she can be a heel and she could be a bad and she's she's gonna be the baddest woman on the planet no matter what. And look, here's my thing. I agree with the idea of firing her, but I think that's gonna die down in the next couple of months right when WrestleMania is about to come in. Because before you know it, and let's call it like we see it, if Ronda starts to get better, and that's one of the things that I think people will notice, Ronda, if Ronda tries to get better, I think fans will still like her. And even, and it's funny, the fans were still cheering her when she was a heel, right? But now it's like, it, it, now that just completely messed up. I don't know exactly what it was, but I think it was just one of those things that it came, it gone, it went. You know, that's what it is. And, you know, am I going to hate uh, seeing Ronda still be the SmackDown Women's Champion? No. Because, look, listen, you have to remember something about Ronda. She's still, even though she's understanding the business just a little bit better, she still has a lot to learn. She still has a lot to learn. And there's still there's going to be that point where we're going to see Ronda lose her title at WrestleMania. I'm just wondering who cuz word is it's going to be it's going to be Becky Lynch. It's going to end up being her. And if it does, well, then it ends up being her. That's that's how it goes. But other than that, I mean the SmackDown Women's Championship on at Survivor Series was not it wasn't it wasn't the stuff of legends, but it is what it is. And there was a lot of stuff that involved the referee, which, you know, the referee made, you know, a couple of terrible calls and everything. But other than that, you know, it is what it is. Shotzi loses to Ronda. Ronda is still the SmackDown women's champion. So now we come to the United States Championship match, a triple threat match uh, with Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley and the champion Seth Rollins. This was a very good triple threat match. Uh, It was very hard hitting. I knew Austin was going to be thrown around like a punching bag for a while. It was uh, good for what it is. Um, So basically what you have here, you have a seasoned veteran in Bobby Lashley who wants wants to get his United States Championship back. But as I stated before, I don't think he needs to be the champion. And more importantly, I think he needs to step away from the United States Championship and kind of get right into the main circle once again. You know, needs to be the next contender to go after Roman Reigns. I think that's what needs to happen. Now, the other thing is you got Seth Rollins, who in in certain ways deserves to be the United States champion. I think um, Seth Rollins being the champion is fine. 
But there's going to be a point where eventually he's going to have to step away from the United States Championship match and just let let bygones be bygones and let Austin Theory win. So my prediction was that Austin Theory would win the match, right? And I also predicted that Brock Lesnar would show up if he were to interfere in the match. Now, Brock Lesnar obviously didn't show up, and it would have made a ton of difference in there. Um, Austin Theory um, played his role, played his role right. This was not the same guy that we saw in the past few months, because let's face it, he had to lose the money in the bank briefcase. He had to. I mean, look, there are some people that still complain that he should be still Mr. Money in the Bank. I say no. I say no. Because number one, uh, I think when they did Money in the Bank, and if Austin Theory was involved in the match, if he was involved, there'd be we wouldn't be complaining about it at this point. The other thing that you have to realize is that... Once again, just like what I've mentioned earlier, that when it was the whole thing with Vince McMahon, he was running things, he was running the ship, and he was basically guiding Austin Theory to his career. Now, he predicted he would be a future WWE champion, but I don't see it just yet. A few years down the road, maybe, but I don't see him becoming a WWE champion anytime soon. Now, if Austin Theory was United States champion, I wouldn't have a problem with that. If he was a tag team champion, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Now, the other thing that you have to also understand is with Austin Theory, his time being a heel is good. I like him how he is. He's no longer trying to be a kid carrying selfies and taking pictures of everybody. No, screw that. He needs to he needs to be aggressive. He needs to be exactly who he is, and he needs to continue to have the success that he is having. Now, some people are saying that Triple H is probably going to bury him, which obviously he didn't. And yes, also keep in mind that uh, Triple H was the one that pretty much brought in Austin Theory in the first place. And Austin Theory was a part of NXT. Then he came to the main roster for a brief moment. And then he went back over to NXT where you know he aligned himself with Johnny Gargano in every way possible. They formed the The Way, which that was the, the group that was called. And now all we have to do is, you know, sit back and relax and see how Austin Theory's career is going to shine. So, yes, he did. Uh, there was one move where, uh, and I, and I kind of saw this coming right here, where uh, Seth Rollins is about to hit the Falcon Arrow. He hit the Superplex, and then he's about to hit the Falcon Arrow on Austin Theory until Bobby Lashley pretty much hit him with a spear, laid him out, and then... Uh, pretty much Theory took advantage of a situation. One, two, three. Austin Theory becomes the United States champion by pinning Seth Rollins. Pin the champion and Bobby Lashley was out of it. And this was perfect. This was perfect for what it was. Because Austin needed to pin Rollins. Bobby didn't have to get pinned. And I think what Bobby needs to do, and I've said this, Bobby needs to focus on either going, getting his hands on Brock Lesnar or... He should try to focus on going after the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns because that needs to be that needs to be the next thing for Bobby Lashley. Now, as far as as far as Seth Rollins and Austin Theory goes, I think we need to see this feud escalate. We need to see this feud continue because now, when you look at how 
awesome theory is. He reminds us a lot like theory of Seth Rollins. Theory reminds you a lot like uh, Seth Rollins because of how, you know, remember the, the architect, remember how, how young he was and how brass he was. And then, you know, he became money in the bank and then wins it and then goes after the WWE championship. Now, Austin Theory is the United States champion. Now, they're trying desperately to put Seth Rollins as a heel. And the thing is with Austin, the thing is with, with Seth Rollins is he would be incredible as a babyface right now. If, if you know, because he's he's over with the crowd, the crowd is singing along with his music every time. And there needs to be a point where where Seth Rollins, if he can just stay a babyface. But he changes himself every time. He laughs like he's a joker. He just, you know, comes out and every, every time he puts on these outfits, it's like they're matching matching the carpets on my drapes or something you know it's just one of those things where it's like you see seth rollins is you know first thing that comes to my head is like somewhere over at the holiday end of the shower curtain missing you know and that's what i see so yeah uh bobby lashley is out the picture set uh set rollins loses to uh austin theory in a triple threat match he becomes the new united states champion which we predicted and now uh, there was no Brock Lesnar, so that didn't happen. So now all that's left in the future is for uh, a feud between Seth Rollins and um, Austin Theory to continue to escalate even further. I don't know how far it will go. It may escalate to the Rumble, but we'll see how it goes. I'm glad that Austin Theory is now the champion because now this gives him time to not only refocus, but put put something new to where you know he 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 is a heat magnet he is definitely a heat magnet he is some he has he has talent has potential has everything he needs he'll be a future star someday and Seth Rollins will definitely help him along the way in this feud but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with Lashley we'll see what happens with Seth Rollins and we'll see what happens with Austin Theory down the road so we started the night off with the women's war games match. That was going to be the first match. And we all knew that uh, the next match was going to be for the United States, uh, for the United States title. Uh, we've talked about, we've talked about the women's war games. We've talked about the SmackDown women's championship match, the United States championship match, Finn Balor versus um, AJ Styles. And now we're into the men's war games. Um, this one had a huge story, and this was definitely the best time to look at it. Now, let me talk about the prediction I made. I made that Sheamus should be the one to win. The team needs to win and beat the bloodline. Sheamus should be the one to beat Roman Reigns, and a feud between the Brawling Brutes and the bloodline should should escalate should go a little further and then we would we would see roman and sheamus at the rumble for the wwe undisputed universal championship that would be the prediction that was going to be the thought in this because this would help out in his career uh there would still be some uh, some problems within the members of the bloodline with Sami Zayn, and then you add Kevin Owens to the friction and everything, 
and you, you get that going and you see how far everything happens until we get to WrestleMania. Now, none of those things happen. That, that's all that I was thinking in my head. In this War Games, it was much different. It was all about the whole thing involving Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. Now, this past Friday night on SmackDown, or not this past Friday night, but last Friday, where Jimmy had overheard a conversation, or Jay, I'm sorry, had overheard a conversation that happened with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Where they mentioned that Kevin had pretty much mentioned that you know we you know what you should do you should stab stab them in the back before they stab you, right? And J and Jay heard the conversation, so as soon as Kevin left, Sammy was about to walk into the room, and then all of a sudden here comes Jay. Who? So where have you been? You know who have you, who have you been talking to? And then pretty much Sami Zayn lied. Said nobody. I wasn't talking. I was talking. You say that again? Uh, you say who? Right? Nobody. I wasn't talking to anybody. I'm talking to you, you know? And he pretty much lied to Jey Uso right there. So the past few segments on the Survivor Series, first Jey Uso had talked with Roman Reigns. Right, and then Sami Zayn had a conversation with Roman Reigns, assuring him that why did he lie? Well, you know, he wanted to make sure that he he was prepared for his match to get the the one man advantage, right? And then it was all about whether Sami Zayn is loyal to the bloodline or if he's going to stab him in the back. So we're into the War Games match. Uh, we're into how this would all go down. Um, everything was good. It started off with, um, I believe it started off with, uh, I think it was Pete Dunne or Butch taking on Jey Uso, right? Now, obviously, uh, the men have the advantage in this one. The Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens have the one-man advantage. So now it gives them an opportunity to, you know, go forward. So then, you know, here comes Rich Holland. Rich Holland shows up. It becomes two-on-one. And then Jay, Jimmy Uso was about to go to the ring until Roman Reigns has said, no, no, uh-uh-uh. He points to uh, Sammy to go out there. I'm like, oh, this... <laughs> this is pretty interesting right here. So Roman is pretty much uh, giving instructions as to what he needs to do, right? So we're seeing how this goes. And Sami Zayn comes in. And Sami, they were still not getting along in this match. But, you know, Sami had saved Jimmy Uso. Sorry. Sami had saved Jimmy Uso every step of the way, Right? That's what happened. So we continue on. We see this whole thing with the, you know, Drew McIntyre comes in next. And then, uh, let's see, Jay, uh, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso comes in next. And then you had, um, let's see, the next one. Let me see. Kevin Owens would be the next individual to come in. 
and then uh, Solo Soko would show up. Wait a minute. Um, okay, I may I may be messing up on this one. Okay, so let me start with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn goes out there, so it becomes a four on four. Drew McIntyre would show up. That would be you know that would be what's two on two. It would be three on two. And then Jimmy was able to come off, so that would make it three on three, so make it six. Uh, let's see, you had um, Kevin Owens would come out next. That would make it four on three. And then Solo Soko would come out, and that would make it uh, four on four, right? And it would be down to Sheamus, and he comes down and makes it a five on five. And then Roman Reigns would show up afterwards, and then it, more games would begin, right? So, war, ga war games began, began good. It was everything you ever expected. And yes, there were, there were several tables, there were several kendo sticks, there were several chairs. Everything was involved. Everything. And you know, I come, I've come to this conclusion. I've come to this conclusion that I think, and I, I, I would rather see a war games match. If there were no weapons involved and everyone just go at it and just use a steel chair, use the steel, the steel cage, just use it to your advantage. But I think that would be boring in itself. I don't know why. I feel like I feel like I'm the only. Even though it shouldn't happen, I think it would be boring if there were no weapons involved and all. You know, but but it is what it is. So they're all in there. The story of the whole evening has been about whether Sami Zayn can be trusted. So there was a point in the match where Sami Zayn got super kicked accidentally by Jim Jey Uso, right? Roman Reigns was almost got was about to get pinned at the hands of Kevin Owens until Sami Zayn went for the save. He went for the save. Kevin and Sami were exchanging words and then there was a point where uh I think it was Jimmy was about to do a super kick on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens stopped that. And then Sami Zayn did the unthinkable and basically nailed him right in the nuts. And I saw that and, you know, my, my thought was, oh, wow, you, you got to be kidding me. You know, I mean, how can how can you possibly, you know, let that all go down? You know, and, and it just shocked the fans. It shocked everybody. I couldn't believe, you know, how everything was. So now, pretty much le leading Roman to believing that, you know, now Roman sees, okay, you could trust him. You could trust him all the way with this one. And then Sami Zayn would continue to punish Kevin Owens, laying him out, putting him out. And then Roman Reigns would go ahead and give the pinfall. And that was it. The bloodline would win. It's over. And I guess the whole feud with uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens would, would escalate into something different. Sami Zayn, as Michael Cole would say, sold his soul to the bloodline. Right? The finish, I'm going to I'm gonna agree with everybody on this one. I think it was a good finish. It was a very good finish. I was expecting something totally different because I, my thought was have Sheamus win, beat Roman Reigns, or beat Sami Zayn, right? 
That's what I thought would happen. And once that happens, you get some conflicting, uh, you get some conflict happening with the bloodline, right? You would get a new challenger for Roman Reigns and Sheamus, and it would escalate into the Royal Rumble, right? That was the thought. Um, but then it's like, you know, that didn't happen. Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn and Jay, Jay Uso hugged, right? Jay hugged him. So, you know, that basically ends the whole squabble with those two, right? Ends that whole feud. So now comes the big question. So the rumors that I heard, the rumors that I kept hearing was that they're going to set up Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. And I don't agree with that. I really, I, honestly, let me, let me explain why. This has already happened before. Kevin Owens has already faced off against Sammy's, uh, faced off against Roman Reigns. And I, I, I really think it needs to be, it needs to be with Sheamus. It needs to be with Sheamus. You need to give him a chance. I mean, look, I can understand Kevin Owens. I can understand Kevin Owens completely, but I like to see Sheamus because it's a newer opponent. It's someone Roman has faced before, but when he was the big dog, now that he's a tribal chief, it'll be a totally different match. It would be great. It would be great for what it is. But if they're going to go with Sami Zayn, if they're going to go with Kevin Owens, okay, go with Kevin Owens. But I think what they want to do is they want to put a match with Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And then they're going to try and set up something with Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, and then it'll escalate to something to the tag team titles and take those off of uh, take those off of Roman, uh, take those off of the Usos at WrestleMania. That's the plan that they have. Now, I still would like the idea of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going for the tag team goal because that would be great for their careers. That would be definitely great for their careers. But what I'm what I want to see, I want to see Sheamus versus Roman Reigns. I want to see that at the Rumble. I think that has just a little bit more merit to it. It's a newer opponent. Uh, I'd like to see Sheamus' uh, Sheamus's career resurge in every way possible. But I'm not saying he should be the Universal Champion. I'm not. I'm just saying go with the newer opponent. Go with the newer opponent. It would have made more sense. It would have it would have made more sense to me if Sheamus were to win over Roman Reigns or Sami Zayn. You know, either way like that. But the Bloodline wins. They beat the uh, the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. And now it just... Now we see... We'll see how far this goes. I mean, I don't know exactly... You know, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly how, how all this is going to make sense. I mean, and, and all it does, but... It kind of comes down to, okay... If if Kevin Owens gets a chance, will Sami Zayn play a role in the match if it happens? That's that's what kind of this is. But other than that, Survivor Series overall was uh, great. The women's War Games match was uh, pretty good. It could have been just a little bit better. The SmackDown Women's Championship just needed to be better. Period. Just needed to be better. Finn Balor and AJ Styles, great match. Love how it went down. 
Um, the United States Championship match, triple threat match, was incredible. It was good for what it is. And uh, I'm glad that Austin Theory is a champion. And the war games with the men, it was good. It was good. I loved how that one went down. And I'm hoping that we will see how far this will go. And we'll just we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. Because we're this is the final this is the final premium live event as far as the WWE goes. There's only one more, and that would be NXT Deadline, which we will cover that in the next episode of the Maven Talk Podcast, because I believe next week we're gonna talk about the the matches. We're gonna talk about the concept of the survival match and and everything. So it's going to be good to see where all this goes. It was a great Survivor Series. Damn good Survivor Series. And um, all that's left is the Royal Rumble for 2023. Okay, so uh, let me go ahead and give you my final thoughts on the, the entire War Games deal before we move on to the next thing we got to talk about. So War Games uh, from this past Saturday night, um, once again, like I said, a great event. Love it, everything. And, of course, there's got to be some of the critics that have to talk about the um, uh, talk about what's going on with War Games. Uh, they did do a press conference uh, right after War Games is over. Uh, had a, they had a conversation with uh, Sami Zayn about his betrayal you know, of Kevin Owens and everything. And no doubt there's going to be some more stuff happening uh, involving Sami Zayn and involving Kevin Owens. And also... Uh, to bring this up as well, and you'll probably hear this from the Wrestling News, um, where they mentioned that uh, I guess there was some backstage heat that happened in regards to Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Now, uh, I guess this is a part, and I remember seeing um, one part of the War Games match where Kevin Owens had slapped the hell out of Roman Reigns rupturing his eardrum of some kind, and Roman was extremely upset and mad about that. So you can kind of understand why. Now, the word that I'm getting, the word that I've been getting and some of the stuff that I've been reading in the past few days is that supposedly they're going to have a match with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, right? That That's what's possibly... <clears throat> um, that's what's possibly going to happen at the Rumble. I still say that Roman should have a match with Sheamus because the reason why I'm going with Sheamus on this one is because, number one, he's never been given an opportunity at the WWE Championship, and you got to go with a different opponent. you got to go with a different opponent at the Royal Rumble. And also, Kevin Owens has already had his match with Roman. And even if you do have his match with Roman... Right? At the Royal Rumble, what makes you think he's going to win? What makes you think Kevin Owens is going to win against the Tribal Chief? He couldn't do it two years ago. How will this be any different? Now, I'm not saying that Sheamus will beat him either. But he's a different opponent. He could do something with Roman Reigns. Sheamus and Roman have fought off against each other before. So this will be a whole new ball game. It would be great if it was Sheamus taking on Roman Reigns. It would be great for that, you know. So, but we shall see. We shall see how all this rolls out and everything as far as that goes. Now, 
the Survivor Series Women's War Games match, from what I understand from people, was a long women's match. It wasn't really that long, right? It didn't seem like it anyway. Um, some people have said that uh, it was a great War Games match for the women. They put on a, a good show. Um, and they also mentioned uh, the triple threat match with... Uh, with Austin Theory walking away with the championship, and I'm glad Austin Theory walked away with the championship because that needed to happen. Now, as far as um, <clears throat> I think the SmackDown Women's Championship, we're not going to get into that because that's just it's <laughs> uh, there. There's really nothing to talk about other than we're all hoping, and and, and I think I talked about this, and um, it was mentioned, but just in case if it hasn't been. Um, the 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 what was the trend that was going on there? Fire Ronda Rousey. Oh my God! And, and it and it's look. Listen, I can understand why the fans want to see Ronda fired because I think she's making a terrible women's champion. But you know what's so stupid? All of you, okay? And I'm not talking about you know the the intelligent people that listen to this podcast and understand. Where I'm coming from with this one, I'm talking about all of you, the ones that booed Rousey, that hated Rousey, and then when she left, then you all miss her, you wanted her back, she shows up, and there it is, right? But Rhonda was a bit different at the time, and then when she now finally decides to change up, you people decide to boo her because you can't. I think this is, I'm not saying this is the best Rousey to have. I'm not saying that, but I'm glad that Rousey is a heel at this point because that is what needed to be. Rousey needed to be a heel. Rousey needed to be, you know, you know, something like that. But however it rolls, however it rolls, the only thing I can say at this point is I'm hoping that one of two things will happen. Either we will get Charlotte Flair or we will get another opponent for Ronda Rousey. Now, uh, the triple the the other match that happened uh, Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, great match, great match. Love how it went down. The whole thing with the Judgment Day and and the OC is not over yet. There's going to be some more coming out of the storyline and everything. We're going to see how far we go from it. With Survivor Series now out of the way, now we can focus on what what to expect ahead. And right now, uh, there's not going to be any any more premium live events that I know uh, well, other than uh, NXT's deadline, but that's a whole separate entity. We'll talk about that later on in this episode. Um, we know that the next premium live event will be the Royal Rumble. That will be the new thing happening, and then once we get the Royal Rumble out of the way, then we'll be able to you know, move forward, and we'll be able to see you know, how far we go with it. the Rumbles coming up, it's going to be incredible to see. And a lot of changes, a lot of stuff is going to be happening at the Rumble. Uh, we won't mention it here. Uh, the news will probably mention it. The only thing we will mention is this. There's going to be several returns coming at the Royal Rumble. Uh, something about The Rock showing up at the Rumble. Heard about that. Um, it's going to be interesting because uh, Survivor Series is done in November. There's not going to be anything in December that I know of other than NXT's deadline. And then it'll come to 2022, 23, which will be the Royal Rumble. And that is going to be something to look forward to 
all the way. Cannot wait to see how it goes. So, <clears throat> other than that, I mean, that's it. So, no more premium live events for the WWE. That's going to be done. And in 2023, it all begins with the Royal Rumble. I know some people have asked uh, about, what about day one? I mean, what happened to that? I think day one is, is done. I mean, I... We're not gonna. We're not gonna even mention about that. And I'm glad too because when they did day one, when they did day one last year around New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, that was just. And I'm hoping it's a one-time deal, because if you try to do day one, number one, it's gonna be in a different day. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be in a Sunday. I and. Even if you try, you don't. Don't try, you know? And when I heard they kicked it off, I was like, oh, thank God, we don't need that. We really don't need that. It's stupid. Just leave it how it is, and then we'll be fine. But other than that, can't wait. We're going to see what happens in 2023 with the Royal Rumble coming up, with WrestleMania coming up, and what other premium live events are going to be happening. Of course, Elimination Chamber is going to happen in 2023. A uh, lot of story coming up on that one, so we'll talk about that. On the latest, on the next few episodes of the Main Event Talk podcast as we go along.
If you guys have any questions in regard to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. Listen for your question right here on the main event talk podcast, and it could be any question that you want whether it's anything about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling to anything new in music or anything about possibly politics, even though I really don't get into politics that much anyway, or anything about current events or anything about the Transformers or any kind of new metal music that you like to talk about or anything in particular, even if it's a bit personal. The main event would love to go ahead and put that email out for everyone to listen to. So once again, my email address is the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com and listen for that question right here on the main event talk podcast okay now that survivor series is now put up now it's out of the way and now that november is officially done now we can get into december the final month of 2023 and we've got several events that are going to be happening in the month of december now just to go ahead and let you guys know what's going on the only events that i know that are going to be happening in december will be NXT Deadline, Ring of Honor's Final Battle, AEW's Winter is Coming. Now, those are the only three events that I know are going to happen in December. Now, after that, we start off with a whole new uh, whole new year. 2023 will come up. And, you know, obviously, we're, we're going to be focusing on the Rumble. We're going to be focusing on WrestleMania. Focusing on Revolution from AEW. We're going to be focusing on a lot of events that are going to be happening in 2023. But we will talk about all those in the next coming weeks. Right now, we got to talk about what's going to happen in December. So let's talk about the first thing that's going to happen. And all this, all this, two events are going to happen around my brother's birthday. My brother's birthday is going to be around December 10th. It's going to be on a Saturday, so you know where I'll be. You know, I'll be watching Deadline, obviously. I'll be watching Ring of Honor's Final Battle. Uh, uh, with my brother on his birthday, so it's going to be incredible to check out. So, <clears throat> let's look into this, if you will. We'll start with Final Battle. Now, the the odd thing about this is that this is, um, uh, Final Battle is not fully ready yet, but no doubt we'll probably give you the full card and everything that's going to happen at Final Battle Ring of Honor on Saturday, December 10th. So, let's talk about these matches. There are four matches that have already been produced. And no doubt a couple of other matches are going to be produced in this show. Uh, the first match is going to be Chris Jericho taking on Claudio Cascinoli for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And if Claudio loses, he will have to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. And <clears throat> honestly, I, 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 I... This this would be stupid. This would be, you know, the whole thing with Jericho becoming Ring of Honor World Champion is stupid in itself because of the fact that I, I, feel, I feel like I'm the only person that probably sees Chris Jericho as a disgrace to the Ring of Honor World title because he's a WWE guy. He's a WWE guy, let's face it. Because, look, when guys like... Uh, you could say that Claudio is a WWE guy also, but he came from Ring of Honor. 
So you can understand that. Brian Danielson, the same thing. He came from the WWE, but he also came from Ring of Honor first. There are a lot of guys that have been Ring of Honor world champion that deserve to be the champion. Chris Jericho, I I really was not into the stuff he's doing. He's attacking announcers. He's ta- oh, especially he's trying to attack uh, Ian Riccoboni, which I think is ridiculous. It's stupid. Some of the things that Chris Jericho has done is unbelievably stupid and ridiculous, and I don't, I don't understand it. But now, in this case, Chris Jericho wants Claudio to come and become a part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, which I, <clears throat> I really, I'm really not into it. I'm really not because it's just stupid. It's dumb. But I have a, I'm hoping that Claudio does win. I really hope that because look, listen. Nobody wants to see Chris Jericho remain the champion. I don't give a shit about how some people say he's doing good as a champion. No, he's not. He's yes, he's defending his championship against uh, several of these former Ring of Honor stars. But here's the thing: how about focusing on future stars of Ring of Honor? That would be great as well. And also, also, Ring of Honor is not even Ring of Honor. Let's 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 call it. It's owned by Tony Khan. Ring of Honor is still around because of Tony Khan. There's no television date yet that we don't know of, unless unless they put um, unless they put Ring of Honor on Discovery or something like that. How about this? How about this? How about you put a weekly show on Ring of Honor television to appear on YouTube to get them off the ground, right? Just to do that. And how about this? This should be very very interesting to check out. How about you put Ring of Honor? And maybe fight TV, maybe something that well. I mean, if you get them, if you get them on any television set, that's fine. I mean, Tony Khan does know some people in the TV business. If he can pull it off in any way possible. So let's um, let's focus on the next matchup here. Um, let's see, uh, pure wrestling rules, pure wrestling championship. Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta. You know what? I'm already getting sick and tired of Daniel Garcia. He had he had a future. He had a future in so many ways, but it's like it's like we're we're seeing the same fucking bullshit over and over again. And it's like I'm really hoping that Daniel will lose a title to Wheeler Yuta. It needs to go back to him. Because fans were behind him, now it's over. Now it don't really mean shit. This one is something I can't wait for. Uh, Mercedes Martinez taking on Athena. Um, uh, and I feel like I'm the only person that sees this. I think Athena should win the championship. I think she needs to remain with Ring of Honor. And I think we need to... I think the women's division does need to have some... Well, w- w- whatever women's division is in Ring of Honor, it needs to be up to date in every way possible. Because I think Athena... This would be the point where she should become champion. Mercedes Martinez has not really defended her championship that much that I can recall, uh, unless she had defended it in several other promotions, which, uh, you know, I, I don't see a problem with that. But other than that, I think I see Athena walking away with the championship, you know, but I'll give you my final prediction when we get to December 10th next week on the Main Event Talk podcast. And, of course, the last match right here, and this is something interesting right here, for the... Well, the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, um, Samoa Joe taking on 
Juice Robinson. Now, those of you guys that know who Juice Robinson is quite well, he was he's a part of the Bullet Club. He was a former three-time, I believe, United States, IWGP United States champion. Juice Robinson was also a part of a tag team um, with, uh, I forgot what his name was, uh, Finn, uh, I think it, that's who it was, right? Finn Juice, right? That's what the team was. And <clears throat> we know about that whole concept. So, so far, there are four matches already uh, put together that are going to happen at Ring of Honor's final battle on December 10th. Uh, December 10th is going to be coming up next week, uh, <clears throat> next week soon. So that means that all of us will get an opportunity to uh, check it out. Uh, we are going to talk more about Ring of Honor's final battle next week on the Main Event Talk podcast to get a full card, a full idea as to what matches will happen, how it will take place and everything. Because right now we've got four matches to set up. There's still the Ring of Honor uh, world Tag Team titles that are being held on to by uh, FTR. And I'm not sure who their next team is. I'm thinking it's going to... No, actually, I don't think it's going to be the Acclaim. Uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles... I don't know who... who what team is going to def- uh, go after them. I'm kind of hoping... And... <clears throat> and I, I feel like I'm the only person who probably sees this. I'm kind of hoping that we will see the Ring of Honors, the Ring of Honor titles, off of the waist of FTR. Let me let me explain why. I'm not saying they they should lose the titles, like like they should just lose the titles like that. You know, beat them and that's it. It's over. We don't have to deal with them because I think FTR is way too good for this. And look, they've they've held on to these titles for a while. They've had they've held on to the AAA Tag Team titles, the new the IWGP tag team titles, it's theirs, and of course the Ring of Honor World Time ta- World Tag Team Titles. I think a lot of fans want to see, and we've uh, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but we know that soon. I don't know when, don't know how, but they're going to have the acclaim, the AEW World Tag Team cha- uh, Champions, defend their AEW World Tag Team Titles against. Against FTR, I don't know. I mean, I <clears throat> I like that idea. I would like for FTR to you know take all the titles in any way possible, but we're gonna see how this goes. We're gonna see how final battle turns out next week on the Main Event Talk podcast because right now it's December third and we're just getting started with some of these matches that are gonna happen, and there's gonna be more matches to come. In the next few days, so be ready. December 10th will be Ring of Honor's final battle. Check it out live on pay-per-view. Now, we're going to talk about the next thing. And the next thing will be NXT's deadline. And to kind of give us a brief history and a brief deal of what's happening, we know that there's a new concept that's going to happen in NXT deadline, which will also happen on December 10th. And to give you guys an idea of what that concept is, I'm sorry, here is Shawn Michaels with his view of a new concept that WWE is creating. It is called the Iron Survivor Challenge. And let's take it away. The Heartbreak Kid, WWE Hall of Famer, Shawn Michaels. NXT is a brand focusing on developing the superstars of tomorrow, but also a brand focused on innovation. 
On Saturday, December 10th, at NXT Deadline, we will present to you a revolutionary new match never done before in WWE history. The Iron Survivor Challenge. There will be two Iron Survivor Challenges at NXT Deadline. One for the men and one for the women. Five superstars will compete in this unique 25-minute match. They will battle each other and the clock. Two superstars will start the match. Every five minutes, a new superstar will enter until all five are in the ring. The goal of the match is to have the most falls when the clock gets 25 minutes. Falls can be won at any time. Your pinfall, submission, or disqualification. When a superstar wins a fall, they will earn one point. However, when the superstar loses a fall, they must pay the penalty. They are forced out of the ring and into the penalty box for 90 seconds. Once the 90 seconds are up, that superstar can re-enter the match. The superstar who has scored the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes can be named the Iron Survivor and become the number one contender for the NXT Championship. Superstars competing in this one-of-a-kind, first-time-ever match will be announced in the coming weeks. Thank you. And we'll see you Saturday, December 10th at NXT Deadline. NXT Deadline to take place on December 10th as well. We talked about Ring of Honor's final battle, which is going to happen on December 10th. Now we're going to talk about NXT's Deadline. I'm sorry. And, and I, I should be able, and this is something that uh, I can do, I will probably be able to see Final Battle. And at the same time... I'll probably be able to check out NXT Deadline on my computer because the pay-per-view, I'll be able to see it. Unfortunately, I don't know how much it's going to cost. I think it's going to be $50 from what I understand. I don't have to worry about NXT Deadline because, number one, I'm already covered, you know, because it's on Peacock. And I'll probably be able, because here's how I'm going to see it, and I'm going to see it from this perspective. And I don't know how my brother's going to check it out, but I'm going to check out NXT Deadline while it's on my laptop computer. And watch Ring of Honor while it's on my TV, on my Fire Stick. So it works out perfectly just like that. So anyways, here is what the concept is. So on NXT, uh, there were several of the Hall of Fame panel uh, where they talked about some of the stars that are going to be a part of this um, unique concept. And it's interesting. So here is what we have as far as it goes. It, for the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge to determine a number one contender for the NXT Championship, these are the individuals that are involved. So far, it's Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, and Joe Gacy. Now, that is only four. They're actually supposed to be five. Now, this one is going to be the wild card, and the match here is going to consist of either Von Wagner, Axiom, or Andre Chase. Uh, those are the three that are going to compete for the final spot. So my guess is, if everything goes right, um, and I'm looking at this, I'm looking at Carmelo Hayes, I'm looking at J.D. McDonough, I'm looking at Grayson Waller, Joe... Joe Gacy. I, I, I kind of don't understand why Joe Gacy's in it. Grayson Waller. I, I don't have a problem with the guy. He, he may be an arrogant fool, a moron, a jackass, but he's kind of a, a low-rent Miz. That's what it kind of reminds me of, but he's a talented individual. He's very good at what he does. Um, 
in this match, I, mean, I really don't have a winner in this one, but I'm going to have to go with... Uh, it, uh, Von Wagner, it would be a surprise if he wins. It will also be a surprise to me if Andre Chase were to win, but I'm going to actually go with Axiom in this one. Axiom brings uh, brings a whole new dynamic. He can make the Iron Survivor Challenge interesting. I really can't see Von Wagner. I mean, you can almost see him winning this match simply because of his size and everything. But I think he has issues with somebody in the NXT, which we, you know, that will be talked about sometime. And of course, uh, Andre Chase has his issues, his issues with um, what's going on with Chase U and everything else like that. So it should be interesting there. Now. The next one is the Iron Survivor Challenge to determine a number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. Now, these are the women that are going to be competing. It's going to be Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, and Kiana James. Now, <clears throat> this is pretty interesting here in itself. Uh, I like Zoe Stark. I like that she's turned into a heel. She needed this, and this is the, the perfect moment for her to be a part of this unique challenge. Cora Jade, who has been around the WWE for over a year now, has really proven herself, you know, coming on her own. I really like where, where she's at, and it's it's awesome. I can't wait. Roxanne Perez. Um, Roxanne's the future. Roxanne... Should I, I I see her as definitely the next woman to take the NXT Women's Championship. I don't know how long she'll hold on to it if it happens, but she's definitely going to be a force to reckon with in the Iron Challenge. Now, Kiana James. Uh, uh, Ki Kiana James is... Um, I Honestly, I would have never have put her on there. I would have never have put her on. Be, be, simply because, look, listen... She she's a, a, a she's a businesswoman in the NXT, right? And she's she's very attractive. She's very very attractive. She's also she's also very hot. And I I'm not going to deny it. hot businesswomen that look hot are incredible. Now she is uh pretty good in the ring. Okay? She's pretty good in the ring. She's not exactly all that in a bag of chips, you know, like other people. I mean, she she makes she makes Mandy Rose, you know, look like a, an actual athlete, if you know what I mean. Um, this is interesting because now you got these four individuals: uh, Zoe Stark, uh, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, and Keanu James. And now they're going to take on the the final person in this one. Will consist of three individuals. One is Wendy Chu. The other is Fallon Henley. And the last one is Indy Hardwell. They're going to be going at it in a triple threat match, I think, this coming Tuesday on NXT. Now, much like this one, you know, I, I explained that Axiom should be the one to win it, to move forward, to really make the, the men's Irish Survivor Challenge look good. This one will be an interesting deal because... You got uh let's let's look at this for what it is. Um you got Wendy Chu, who's basically their version of Pockets, their version of Orange Cassidy. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Orange 
Cassidy. And then you got uh, Fallon Henley, who would be the perfect individual. Who would be the perfect individual to be a part of this? Because she, just like Kiana James, both are beautiful and attractive women. But I think Fallon Henley has just a little bit more talent than Kiana James. And if she were to be added to this Iron Survivor Challenge, I see nothing but big things happening for her. Uh, Bright future. Very bright future for her. And I'd like to see her move forward. Now, Indy Hardwell. I am a huge fan of Indy Hardwell. I love her. And also, there is something that was interesting in the panel that others have mentioned. I think Booker T had talked about it where she's missing something. And I agree. Indy Hardwell is missing something. And the fans do get behind Indy Hardwell. Now, this is going to be tough for me. And I I would like to see either Fallon Henley or Indy Hardwell move on and head to the Iron Survivor Challenge. I think Indy deserves it more than Fallon Henley. With all due respect, I like I like Fallon Henley. She has a bright future ahead of her. Uh, she's definitely has some potential. Do not know if she's going to win it, but if she does, it'll be great for her. But I really want to see Indy Hardwell win it because this is a point where she's been a part of NXT for quite a while, and I think it's already time for her to move on. I mean, if she can, if she can get an opportunity. Uh, and honestly, now see this. If she can get an opportunity to win the Iron Challenge, the Iron Survival Challenge, and go ahead and move on and take the ch- championship from Mandy Rose, I would love that. Because I've always felt if we were going to go with someone different other than Mandy Rose, I would go with Indy Hardwell. I would go with Roxanne Perez. Either one of those would be fine. But I want someone different. Because, look, let's face it. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Mandy is a great champion. The problem with her is she's a sexy woman holding on to a title that she does not deserve. I don't care about what all of the people think of Mandy Rose. She's sexy. She's hot. She's gorgeous. I would bang her in the backseat of a fucking Mustang. But I would not have her as the women's champion because she hasn't done anything yet. Because even though she's been a champion for over a year, she still hasn't done anything. It's the fucking truth. So... This should be interesting here. So let's let's start all over. Uh, start all start all over again. <laughs> uh, the men's Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, and Joe Gacy, and then there's the wild card between Von Wagner, uh, Axiom, and Andre Chase. I'm gonna go with Axiom to win that one for the Iron uh, Survivor Challenge for the women. It's gonna be Zoe Stark, Core Jade. Uh, Roxanne Perez and Keanu James and the wild card for this one will be Wendy Chu, Fallon Henley and Indy Hardwell. It's going to be a tie somewhere between Fallon Henley and Indy Hardwell. So we'll see how that goes. And then you have the third match for the NXT championship. It's going to consist Braun Breaker to go one on one against Apollo Crews. Now, Um, This is a match I cannot wait to check out because you have the past of Apollo Crews and you have the future in in Braun Breaker. Now, I know some people have asked me, uh, do I think Braun Breaker, do I think Braun Breaker is going to lose his championship and move on and head over to the main roster? I'm hoping this is the time. I'm hoping this is because now... I think it's high time we get Braun Breaker 
Now, I'm now honestly, you know, I'll, I'll just stop it right there. Okay, I'm not going to go any further than that, but I will say this: I'm hoping that this will be a good match, and I'm hoping that you know, however this outcome is, the however the outcome of this match is going to be is going to be in the favor of not just for the NXT but also for the WWE because something has to give here. Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews for the NXT Championship. All going to take place at NXT Deadline live December 10th, Saturday only on Peacock. Get a chance to check it out while you can. And, of course, final battle is going to happen also on Saturday, December 10th, live on pay-per-view. Check out final battle and check out NXT Deadline live as it happens on pay-per-view and on Peacock. Should be interesting to check out. Well, we do have news here today. We do. CM Punk is ready and willing to move to his next project. Dave Meltzer addressed the latest on Punk's AW status. Noting the former world champion still under contract for being paid by the promotion. Well, that is true. Punk heads of this weekend, Dave said, still under contract AW being paid. Those close to him say the holdup on his being released is all on the AW side, as he is ready and willing to move to his next project. It said here that uh, following the November 23rd Dynamite, there was some speculation the Elite mocking Punk and referencing All Out in their match was teasing a future Punk versus Elite program. It was noted in the Observer, those close to the situation say there's, quote, no chance of that happening. I try to tell you guys that. No one listens to me. They wait for the Observer. According to a report from Sports Kita, Punk is still expected to be included in the AW Fight Forever video game. A release date for the game still has not been made public. It takes a long time to delete people out of those games. I remember when uh, when Vince was in charge, and they would they would uh, they'd have that video game in the works. But if you left WWE, they didn't want you in the game. And so the people that made those games hated their job because as soon as someone got fired, they had to get them out of the game. As soon as someone got hired, they could do whatever. So uh, yeah. Punk Remember appears they, to still be in the game. They sent uh, Big Show down to Ohio Valley to Fat Camp to lose weight, essentially, and they had to pull him out of one of the N64 games. Who was that? Somebody in the Twitch chat. Remind me of who replaced Big Show in No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000, whichever one it was. Well, they put another head on a large man's body? Well, they basically, whoever they subbed him in with, they kept his moveset. So it's like, I think you had to use the moveset, and I don't know, it wasn't S.A. Rios, but it was somebody that they ended up throwing in at the last minute. Mm. Well, we've also got this dynamite on Wednesday. Let's get this over with fast. 870,000 viewers, down 1.1% from the Thanksgiving Eve episode. Second lowest Wednesday night audience for the show since June 15, 0. 0.26, 18 to 49, down 20% oh, from last week. That's a mind. bad demo, bro. That's a bad demo. Mm. But, you know, in, in terms of viewers, I actually still don't know where this charted. I have no idea. Because you see this uh, this Nielsen company. Golly, you think, you think, whatever you think is behind the times, Nielsen takes the cake. They have a holiday and they can't get nothing right. They can't get ratings out for days. Then they get these charts that are all messed up. I think the chart was all messed up. Like, a bunch of shows got a 0, 0.0, which I don't think is what those shows actually got. But anyway, uh, in terms of viewership, I mean, everyone, you know, you know it is on the Internet. Raw does the biggest first to third hour drop in the 30-year history of the program. And it's like, nah, you know, 
And then, uh, you know, AEW does not a great number, and it's like, man, they got to pack it in. It's done. <laughs> the viewership of the show was almost identical to the viewership of the show last week. Literally, almost absolutely, completely identical. The difference was Jericho and Ishii did better in the final quarter than the Young Bucks and Death Triangle. That's literally the difference in viewership was one main event did better than another main event. Now, of course, because the Death Triangle and the Bucks didn't do as well as Jericho and Ishii, well, yesterday was all about how they should be fired. Uh, they, they clearly totally bet on the wrong... Bros, it's a week. Can you guys calm down? Yeah, the demo's not good. And yeah, the show in general, the demo has been dropping for a long time now. But dude, you guys got nothing else to do on the holiday season? Go put up a tree. Put some decorations on the tree. Go online and find some some goofy decorations. Maybe like a you know a ding well, dong that, or whatever. Look, if that's not your whatever thing, you want to hang from your tree. Go for go it. Out, go outside and plant a tree. That might be a, even a better option. Plant for a tree. You. you know what you can do is Please. donate to Whale Scout because the newest the newest auction is up on my Twitter right now. It's already over a thousand dollars. You know what I discovered? What's that? If you plug the Brian and Vinny auction on the Brian and Vinny show, it does better than if you don't. I'm glad you were able to come to that deduction. So anyway, it's on my Twitter right now, <laughs> at Brian Alvarez. You can go up there and check it out and uh, and donate. You, you can write it off on your taxes. Yeah. And I know a lot of you want to write stuff off on your taxes. What could be better than writing yeah, out a chance but, to co-host the Brian and Vinny show? Look, will you just take the money if somebody wants to come on and then talk about how AEW is in the mud for these demos and wants to yell at Craig about it? Are you going to let them do that? Bro, listen, if you want to donate $5,000 and be a co-host on the Dynamite show and sit there and be stupid for an hour, that's fine. It's one show. You're not getting to be a permanent co-host. You're just some bloke coming on for the day. And I know that some of you saw Dragor and you thought, I cannot live up to that. Bro, you'll be fine if you want to do the show. There, We haven't had one guest host who didn't end up being fine. Because, uh, you know, you're not by yourself. We're all there. And the expectations are low. Yeah, of course. It's a Brian and Vinny show. <laughs> what do you think this is? Oprah? Oprah? Sure. Aren't you behind the times there? Well, I mean, just throwing out some show that, like, had expectations. Aye. There's no expectations on the Brian and Vinny show. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, according to Dave Meltzer, his recovery is going well. He's been working heavily with top-level trainers, put on size and strength, Hit 240 pounds legit, which may have been the thickest he's been in his life. He's back to normal when it comes to his ability to train and lift. No word on when he'll be back, but it makes sense for it to be a surprise. Well, I did speculate number 30 in the Rumble is not, uh, certainly not out of the question. Hmm. And uh, just like with Cena, I mean, even if he's not 100% ready, he can come back and throw some geek out, take some time off, you know, be on TV but not wrestle. Let and me then throw next this thing at you, know, he's ready. Here's the thing, with a lot of people knowing that Kevin, or Kevin Owens, that Cody Rhodes is going to be coming back, do you want to maybe hold 30 for somebody else? And I'm not saying The Rock, but almost anybody else, even a comeback, I, Randy Orton, obviously he probably won't be ready in time, but do you save that because there are people that know, okay, Cody coming back is going to be in, imminent? Well, you know, I'd, uh, I'd have him come out at 29. That's what I'd do. Have everybody expecting he's going to be number 30, and then they think 29 is going to be, uh, 
I don't know, James Ellsworth making a big return. But it's actually Cody, and the place goes crazy. And he throws a bunch of geeks out, and then number 30 is James Ellsworth, and he gets quickly eliminated. Santino? Yeah, Santino or whoever. <laughs> Booker T. Somebody. While doing commentary, please, Somebody. bring that back. Bring back one TNA thing just for one night. Booker T doing commentary on the Royal Rumble while he's in it. Okay, so uh, we just heard the Wrestling uh, the wrestling Observer live with uh, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervini. Uh Mike Sempervini will be presenting the Wrestling News later on. We will be uh, be playing that for you right here in the Main Event Talk podcast. Uh, they just talked about Dynamite um, earlier. Okay, so there were... Obviously, you guys have just heard a moment ago about CM Punk moving on in every way possible. Um, okay, so my guess for CM Punk, my only guess would be at this point is if he doesn't show up at the Royal Rumble in January, well, obviously he's not going to show up at the Royal Rumble in January. I, 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 it's almost a guarantee right there. They don't want to buy out his contract. They don't want to do anything. I guess they're still going to pay him while he's there. And um, I've heard those same rumors where they're all thinking that uh, all this is a work to go after CM Punk. All this is a work to... You know, to get CM Punk to come in so that way they can have a battle and everything else like that. No, that's not the case here. The case is the fact. The case is the fact that these idiots, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, are going to do whatever the hell they want to do, even if it irritates the fans. Now, let's face it. And they just talked about it a moment ago. Dynamite's ratings. Uh, listen, I, I'll, I'll say this because I can you knew this was coming. You knew this was coming. They are not. They're not going to stick to a million. They will not. They will not get. As a matter of fact, I bet you anything. I bet you by the end of two thousand twenty-two, they are going to be somewhere along the lines of a million to maybe eight hundred thousand, somewhere around there. Okay. I'm not going to say that it's going to end up higher than a million because that's not going to happen. Uh, you almost see. Uh, it may be 850,000, maybe 900 or 950,000 viewers. Look, let's face it. Everything now is starting to develop and change for AEW. Now, most of you guys that know about what happened on Dynamite this past Wednesday night, you know about what happened with William Regal. You know that he got nailed by MJF, so he's written off the storyboards. And everyone's talking about the rumors in regards to William Regal, about him possibly heading over to the WWE, which I hope to God he does. Because let me explain something. When, when William Regal showed up in AEW, my first thought was that he was going to be put in some type of managerial or maybe an authority figure for AEW so that way it would make sense for him to do something, right? Be great. But now, all of a sudden, he's being written off of television because he he was the mastermind behind what happened with MJF. MJF is the new world heavyweight champion, which, thank God, he has himself a new title. Love it. Dig it. Boom. It's amazing. Now, where this is going, and, and it does confuse a lot of people, especially this whole storyline that's happening. William Regal being taken off of television and, you know, nothing is making any sense. You figure John Moxley would have gone, gone ahead and gone after William Regal, but instead Moxley is now in some type of feud with Hangman Adam Page, which 
makes absolute. Well, I think it does make sense because Hangman Adam Page was taken off of television because of John Moxley, so you can understand that. I know why, but once again, it's one of those situations where it doesn't make sense. But we'll see how it goes. MJF walking walking around with the AEW World Title, looking brand new, looking better, and the only thing I can say at this point is. With MJF becoming champion, with MJF becoming the AEW world champion, he's going to make that show better. I can guarantee this. He's not going to be one of the individuals to make it up to a million, but the way he acts, the way he talks, the way he says it, the way he sells it is incredible. I know some people are furious that MJF is the champion. I know that some are even more furious that he's not a babyface because he's gotten a babyface reaction. But my personal viewpoint is it's fine. It's okay. It's MJF. What do you expect? Now, there is something we're going to talk about here, and we mentioned the Elite earlier. We mentioned Kenny Omega. Winter is coming. is going to happen on uh, December 14th. Okay, so December 14th is going to be the event. It's going to take place over in Gar- uh, Garland, Texas, I think. That's where it is. Over at the the Curtis Caldwell Center. It's going to take place over in uh, Texas. So it's going to be interesting on December 14th. Now, the final episode of the Main Event Talk podcast will happen on my... It will happen on Saturday, December 17th. On the weekend of Emo Night. Emo Night's going to have their event over at Richard's Billiards, which we will talk about the Richard's Billiards thing later on in this episode of the Maybe Talk Podcast. But this will be the final episode for 2023 for me because there will not be any other events we're going to cover. Now, if we do the final, and, and I want to go ahead and make this announcement now while I'm, while I'm talking about it right here. We are on the verge of just putting together all these remaining episodes that we have. Now, I will mention this. Um, we are going to have... We are going to have uh, a couple of more episodes. Uh, this one happening right now. The other one to take place next week that talks about NXT and Ring of Honor. Uh, we will also talk about Winter is Coming. And then the next one, we will talk more about Winter is Coming and then what to expect in 2023. Is there going to be a year in review special? Probably not, but there will be uh, you know, somewhere around that range at the end of 2023. So I figured maybe we can just give give one more episode to the fans at the end of the year, you know, just to get it rolling and everything else like that. So that's the that's the announcement as far as that goes. But let's um let's talk about winners coming. Winners Coming so far has about two matches that are going to happen and more matches to be announced in the next couple of days. MJF is going to defend his championship, his AEW World Championship against Ricky Starks, which is going to be an incredible match. Can't wait for that. And on the best of seven series, yes, the best of seven, ladies and gentlemen, Death Triangle to take on the Elite. And so far, the Elite is at one while Death Triangle is at two. So that's three matches, two belonging to Death Triangle, and one to the Elite. And it's funny that the Brian, not Brian Avenue Show, the Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez had just mentioned that it was a low rating 
when when this match took place. Okay, so the best of seven. I, I saw the match. First of all, you know, I think more people are in to this match for one reason. For one reason and one reason only. You want to know what that is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's because of that stupid Kansas song that they come out to. Well, it's not. Okay, let me, let me correct that. It's not stupid. It's a good song. Love it. It's a classic. It's a classic. But for these idiots to come out with this fucking song probably irritates a lot of people, including me. And it's just ridiculous. It's just stupid of how all this is going down. But if, if these guys really believe they are the fucking shit then I agree with that but if they think they're bigger than anything else if you think they're bigger than CM Punk you're out of your fucking mind you're out of your fucking mind if you believe that and so far that's all we have as far as winter is coming goes and as I stated before in the next few days to come we will talk about winter is coming I will do that report right here in the main event talk podcast I'll put everything together for the winter is coming event so that way will end 2022 in this matter, right? And it'll be incredible to check out and everything. So winter is coming, happening Wednesday, December 14th, over in Garland, Texas. I've never actually been there. I think I've heard of that place. I don't know. It's where somewhere close by where Dallas, Texas is, as they said. Yeah, just like that. But anyway, check out Winter is Coming on AEW Dynamite on TBS. Should be an incredible show to watch. Longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champs
Well, football season is here, and that means that everybody is going to be going to their house to go ahead and check out some of their favorite football teams, from the Dallas Cowboys to the Houston Texans to the San Francisco 49ers to the Green Bay Packers and much, much more. But why just be at your house and check out the football games? We can go ahead and head over to Rich's Billiards and check out the games themselves. As you guys know, most of the football games that take place on Mondays and Thursdays and Sundays. And if you guys want to go to either one of those dates, you can. All you got to do is head over to Rich's Billiards, go check out the game, order yourself some beer, order yourself some food, maybe shoot some pool with some friends and family in every way possible. Now, besides all that, you know that Rich's Billiards, not only do they have some great beers, some great food, some great company, but they also have some great, great events happening in the next few months. You know that in October, there's going to be a big event happening at Rich's Billiards that includes our good friends at Emo Night, and they are fixing to present their biggest Emo Night to date, which will take place live Saturday, October 15th. Be there as early as you can. It will take place live featuring several bands involving, and if you guys want to get there as early as you can, do so Saturday, October 15th. It should be one epic event. And with all that being said, besides all of those things that are going to happen, you can come in and check out some boxing, check out some football, check out some ba basketball, some baseball. We're getting closer and closer to the World Series. So if you guys want to check out the World Series, you can head over to Rich's Billiards and check out everything that happens at my favorite place of all time. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes, the legend continues. This episode is sponsored by the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super Sea Kid himself, and I approve this message. Okay, we just did our usual Rich's Billiards commercial. Speaking of Rich's Billiards, <laughs> I have not talked about Rich's Billiards in a while, and I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way because uh, we are gonna we are gonna talk about you know what I mentioned at the very beginning of the program about a life changing course for me, uh, something that happened, and I want to go ahead and get that out of the way later on at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, but we've got to talk about Richard's Billiards. We've got to talk about it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I went. <laughs> yeah, I, I went. I went to Richard's Billiards. As a matter of fact, I went just yesterday. As a matter of fact, let me kind of plan this out for you so that way you'll know exactly what took place. So... Around Friday, uh, during this whole new changing and new development that's been happening with me, I was going to get my haircut done over Mr. Louis, right? Because it's been a while since I've had a haircut. You know, you know how when you, <clears throat> for me, it's like uh, I always do my haircuts about every two weeks, right? Every two weeks is how long I let my hair grow out, just two weeks, and I usually get like. Um, I usually get like a sort of like a fade haircut, you know, to the skin right here all the way and on top like a, like a half, you know, sort of like that. Almost like, you know, there's still hair on top, but like also there's, you know, all that and everything. But anyways, <clears throat> so I got my haircut done and then I had the distinction because where Mr. Lewis is at, right next to it is, you guessed it, Rich's Billiards. So I go there, right, and I, I, 
at first I was just going to walk straight over. I was going to go ahead and head home. But then it's like, you know what? I have not been to that place yet. I don't have enough money, but fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and go in and just get me a beer, get me a shot and get it out of the way because I need it. I need it. I mean, me, me having a beer is one thing, but me having a shot, that's a different story. So the main event walked over. And as soon as I walked in, I was going to go ahead and prepare myself, you know, see Reed over there in front of the bar and everything. That was good to see him. And as soon as I got there, I look over to my left. And all of a sudden, I see this table with three people that look extremely familiar. One was Chrissy. The other was Jeremy, who I know quite well as Busy Bone. Uh, Well, technically, it's not really Busy Bone, but I call him Busy Bone for obvious reasons. Now, and then, of course, comes Homestar Runner, a.k.a. Hector Juarez, was on there. John Moxley was on the fucking seat. Hell yeah. And I got, I was like, finally, finally, we get a chance to, you know, sit back, relax, and just get it out of the way, you know? Because we have not had a chance to talk to each other. We have not had a chance to hang out. This was the moment. This was the time. And I wanted to go ahead and get this out of the way because I went to Richard's Billiards and I wanted to, because, I, look, the, my last appearance, you know, you know how long ago my last appearance was? Was around July 16th of my birthday. And, and, and you know what? I even mentioned to it a home star. And he had no idea. He had no idea my birthday was at that time. My birthday was on July 16th. They, and I remember this quite well, I remember distinctly because when I was over at Rich's Billiards, it was emo night on my birthday. Now, if you would have paid attention to the fucking podcast, you would have known that by now. I put it out there. It was in front of the door. It was in front of everybody. Everyone heard that fucking podcast. So now, Homestar knows. He, how is it that I know his birthday, but he don't know mine? Orale. By the way, Richard's Billiards owes me a shot still. But anyways, went over, went to Richard's Billiards and um, got there and just completely, you know, it was good to see him. You know, we... Had our shots, had our beer. We have not had a chance to hang out with each other in a very, very long time. And this was, it was good for me because I needed this, you know, because with everything that's happened to me, uh, which which I will talk about later on, I needed this moment. So we were there just hanging out and everything and I had a chance to see Candy behind the bar right before I left. Candy was right there and I believe who else was there? Uh, I think April, uh, well, she wasn't behind the bar yet. I didn't see her, but I think, uh, I don't think April knows who I am. But hopefully soon, maybe on the 16th of December, will be a different. Why, why the 16th of December? Um, there's reasons for that. Uh, the 16th will be, the 16th will be, uh, actually the 17th will be the last episode of the Main Event Town Podcast. But I will also have something very, very special for the 16th because I will be at Richard's Billiards on the 16th. There's a couple reasons behind that. We will talk about that. Uh, next week, and we'll also talk about it on the 17th of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Now, speaking of Richard's Billiards, uh, we know that they have, uh, I believe they have one more event coming up this week, uh, two weeks as a matter of fact, it's going to happen, and I'm looking at it right here on the Richard's Billiards Facebook page, and it's going to happen on December 17th. Now, I will appear at Richard's Billiards on the 16th, the 17th will be a different story. 
I may or may not be there, but we'll see how this goes. Now, uh, it's going to be Emo Night over at Rich's Billiards. Uh, Emo Night, Corpus Christi, Saturday, December 17th. Show starts at 9 p.m., ends at 2 a.m. $20 at the door, front cover, uh, 21 plus and upper welcome with proper ID. It's going to take place over at Rich's Billiards. Now, this is going to feature, and I'm looking at this right here. Big shout out to Ryan Anthony for uh, putting this together right here. It's going to feature Johnny Craig and Keep it, Keep My Secrets. Uh, I think those are... Uh, Johnny Craig, I think I know who that is quite well. And Keep My Secrets, I think I've heard... I'm trying to remember what song it was. Uh, damn, it's something like that. Uh, and I think there's also something else that says uh, XVTYs or something like that. And there's a couple of other bands that are going to be over there. But it's going to be tremendous. It's all going to take place over at Rich's Billiards at 5815 Weber coming up on December uh, December 17th on a Saturday. So it will. Be, I think this will be the last event for Rich's Billiards unless they do something else for... For Christmas Eve. We know that Christmas Eve, and just to let everybody know, Christmas Eve is going to happen on Saturday, and Christmas Day is going to happen on Sunday, so it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible right there. Now, also, we know that on uh, New Year's Eve will also be on Saturday. I think we are, <coughs> I think we're going to try. Now, even though the, I said that my last episode is going to be on the 17th of December. We'll probably put together a year in review special, you know, to reflect back upon 2022 and then think about the future of 2023 and see how that rolls out. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks, uh, next few days coming along since this is December and this is the last time. But anyways, Emo Night coming over to Rich's Billiards on Saturday, December 17th, 9 p.m. to start off. 2 a.m. will end the show. $20 at the door. 20 plus and upper welcome with proper ID. Over at Rich's Billiards. Get there as early as you can, guys. Get there. Uh, I think they'll still have some um, <clears throat> Emo Night merchandise over there for you to guys get your hands on. All sorts of t-shirts, all sorts of pins and everything else like that. Big shout out to Ryan Anthony and all the members of Emo Night for putting this together. I think Ryan is, was Ryan was what? He was out of town? Right, I know he wasn't. <clears throat> I know they did a show at Rich's Billiards last month. We know that. Uh, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't put anything together. And and I'm. I, I must apologize because I would have said something about my uh, about emo night on the last episode of the Maybe Talk podcast. But I was pissed off because of the whole Facebook controversy. So everybody knows about that situation. And everything else like that. So once again, <clears throat> emo night. I think this will be the last night. For um, for Rich's Billiards, Saturday, December 17th. And no doubt that Emo Night will probably have... Emo Night will probably have... Uh, a, an, <clears throat> I'm sorry, an event to start over at Rich's Billiards sometime soon. We will keep you up to date on that right here on the Main Event Talk podcast. Should be incredible and everything else like that. <clears throat> Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not Your Average Heroes, The Legend Continues. And also, to kind of give you a couple of other things that are going to happen here at Richard. What are you doing? What the hell? I'm trying to show off this. Oh, come on. I was trying. I was looking down here on Rich's Village's uh, Facebook page. I'm trying to go to the homepage right here. Okay, <clears throat> this one. And I thought I'd go ahead and get this out of the way here. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, hmm, this is interesting. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at this one right here. Uh, free pool from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, I believe those happen uh, every day, right? So if you guys want to shoot some free pool over at Rich's Billiards uh, here in Corpus Christi, Texas, there are about, uh, I think, 19... Uh, 19 pool tables, I think, excluded from the free pool. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think it says nine, nine feet. Is that what I'm reading? Nine feet. <laughs> Can I get closer to it? There we go. Nine. Okay. Nine feet tables, nine foot tables, not nine foot tables. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, I, I guess I know what it is. But anyways, I'm, I'm just reading. I'm just reading what I see here at the Richard Billiards deal. Nine foot tables excluded from free pool. I think I know what that means. Um, free pool from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So if you guys got nothing to do around that time, you can go ahead head over to Richard Billiards and shoot the free pool. But then after that, guys, after 3 p.m., you got to purchase the pool tables. Okay, you got to get what? What's the purchase of it now? $9 or something like that? $10? I don't know. I mean, I've not played pool in a long, long time. I usually, I love to play pool. I love to play pool every chance I get, you know? So let's see here. Uh, just to end the pool tournaments. Here we go. What the, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, Richard, Richard's Billiards have got some real cool stuff. Uh, the pool, I think the pool tournaments went, oh, come on. Are you serious? I'm trying. I was. I was trying extremely hard to go up and down on this eight ball. Uh, eight ball pool tournament. That's probably on a Tuesday. So the tournament starts. Uh, let's see. It's a five dollar entry fee for eight ball pool tournament. Eight ball cash prizes and everything else like that. That's pretty cool. Of course, another emo night deal. Yeah, I'm just trying to put together everything here and stuff. So, wow. <laughs> just trying to give Rich's Billiards a little bit of publicity because I've not been able to uh, mention anything about Rich's Billiards in a while. Uh, now that I'm getting everything composed and getting everything together. Uh, and it was, go it was good that I was at Rich's Billiards and I needed to go. I needed to go bad. Because with everything that's happened to me, uh, you know, with, with what's happening with my work and everything else like that. Uh, not, not here, not here on my, on my podcast. Cause this is, this is basically my, my little getaway. So that way, whenever I want to post together some wrestling stuff and everything, I'll put it together right here on the main event talk podcast. But once again, if you guys got nothing to do on a Saturday night, on a Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if you guys got nothing to do at all and you feel a need to head over to some place where you can release all the tension, release all the stuff that you need to do, all you got to do is head over to Richard's Billiards here in Corpus Christi, Texas. 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. The legend continues. This episode is sponsored by Richard's Billiards, and it's also sponsored by Emo Night as well. Get there as early as you can. Of course, Emo Night's going to be having their event on December 17th. Get there as early as you can for that event. And get there to Richard's Billiards. You know, check out some football. Check out some basketball. Check out the World Cup, by the way. You can probably check out the World Cup over there. 
at Rich's Billiards as well. Everyone's been talking about the World Cup already for the past uh, few days. Uh, <clears throat> even at even at work, they're talking about the fucking World Cup. So it's crazy. I'm not the biggest soccer fan in the world, but I like to see it because it's pretty entertaining. It's pretty entertaining to watch. You know, incredible. But uh, oh, and like I said before, December sixteenth, I will be at Rich's Billiards. I, I I'm there for obvious reasons, but we'll talk a little bit more about that on the next episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. So, we're going to play a little bit uh we're going to play a little bit of music for you and then after that we're going to get into some wrestling news. And actually, you know what? Let's get into some wrestling news now. Let's go ahead and get the wrestling news out of out of the way with Mike Sempervini and everything to find out what's going on on Saturday, December 3rd today to find out what's the latest wrestling news going on in the world of professional wrestling. So with that being said, the Richest Billiards game is over, but we will get back to it next week on the Mini Event Talk Podcast. Let's get to the wrestling news with your host, Mike Sempervini of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. You heard Mike Sempervini earlier from the wrestling from the Wrestling Observer Live that took place alongside with Brian Alvarez. Now you get a chance to hear him again, but this time with the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network talking about the wrestling news. Here we go. Arcadian Vanguard presents the wrestling news in your daily wrestling newscast for Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. Good morning. I'm Mike Sempervivi. We begin today with WWE SmackDown broadcast live last night on FS1 from the Key Bank Center in Buffalo, New York. In the main event, Ricochet defeated Santos Escobar of Legado del Fantasma in the finals of the SmackDown World Cup tournament to earn a title shot against Intercontinental Champion Gunther on SmackDown in two weeks. Ricochet scored the pinfall after a 6.30 splash from the top turnbuckle to claim the cup. Gunther then emerged on the entrance stage to stare down Ricochet following his victory to end the show. The celebration of winning the SmackDown World Cup! episode also saw the return to WWE of Tegan Knox, who hit the ring to save Liv Morgan from a three-on-one beating from Bailey and women's tag team champions EO Sky and Dakota Kai of Damage Control during an interview segment. Everyone was afraid of when Liv charged the ring with this three-on-one assault. Ooh, oh my goodness! The way it's Tegan Knox! The Welsh fire squad to herself! Tegan Knox is back! Wow! Knox was released by WWE in November of last year and has not wrestled since her last WWE match on October 17, 2021 at a house show in El Paso, Texas. The opening match saw Sami Zayn pin Sheamus with an illegal assist from the Usos. Later in the evening, Sheamus ambushed the Usos in a backstage attack. The Usos will defend their tag team titles against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre on next Friday's SmackDown. 
in other results, Intercontinental Champion Gunther Pinkofi Kingston and Shayna Baszler beat Emma via submission. Following the match, Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez came out to save Emma from a post-match attack by Baszler. AEW Rampage was presented later in the evening on TNT and featured matches recorded last Wednesday night at the Dynamite taping at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum in Indianapolis. Orange Cassidy defeated QT Marshall in a Lumberjack match on the show to retain his All-Atlantic Championship. This was Marshall's first singles title shot in AEW. Jeff Jarrett was in action on the show, teaming with Jay Lethal to defeat Private Party. This was Jarrett's first weekly TV match for AEW since starting with the company last month. He made his AEW in-ring debut last weekend at Full Gear. In other results, Darby Allen defeated Cole Carter of the Factory and Athena defeated Danny Moe. The show also featured an interview by Renee Paquette with Soraya. In an update on William Regal, Regal's contract with AEW was apparently a short-term deal and it's about to expire this month according to a report in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. WWE sources indicated to the Observer that Regal had an out clause in his AEW contract. Reports began to circulate that Regal was headed back to WWE after an angle on Dynamite earlier this week that saw him attacked by AEW World Champion MJF and sent to the hospital, potentially as a way to permanently write him out of AEW storylines. The Observer reported that Tony Khan already knew Regal would be leaving AEW even before he booked his heel turn at full gear, in which he turned on John Moxley and helped MJF win the world title. In more WWE news, new unified WWE Tag Team Championship belts have been commissioned for the Usos to take the place of the Raw and SmackDown Championship titles they currently hold, according to the Wrestling Observer. It is not known when the new belts might be unveiled, but the Usos are set next to defend the unified titles against Elias and Matt Riddle next Monday night on Raw. They've held the SmackDown Tag Team Championship since July 18, 2021, and have been the unified Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions since May 20, 2022. The Usos are the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. In some injury updates... WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns was confirmed by the Wrestling Observer to have sustained an injury to his left eardrum. The injury occurred during a spot that took place in last Saturday's Survivor Series War Games match in which Kevin Owens slapped him across the face. Reigns' face began to bruise in the ring shortly after the slap and he was reported to be angry backstage at what he described as an unplanned and unexpected spot. Reigns is rumored to be defending the Universal title against Owens next month at the Royal Rumble in San Antonio, Texas. Raquel Rodriguez's broken arm and dislocated elbow, as described last week on SmackDown, are reported to only be part of her storyline and not a legitimate injury, according to Fightful Select. Rodriguez was attacked backstage on SmackDown by Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, and then described as having further injured her arm in a match with Shotzi against Baszler and Rousey later that night. WWE announced that Rodriguez would be out of action four to six weeks as a result of the supposed injury, which Rodriguez has continued to sell during her TV appearances since SmackDown. Finally, in some news from around Japan, Friday in Sapporo, Dragon Gate saw its tag team title change hands as Kai and BB Hulk defeated Dragon, Dia, and Madoko Kakuda to win the Open the Twin Gate Championship. It was the first of three consecutive nights for Dragon Gate running the Sapporo 2-in-1 Stadium. Today in the Shinjuku section of Tokyo, the Goddess of Stardom Tag Team League continued. 
In tournament matches, the winners were Momo Watanabe and Starlight Kid, Micah and Himeka, Nani Takahashi and Yu, Tam Nakano and Natsupoi, Saki Kashima and Fuki Kendef, and Hazuki and Kaguma. Current leaders of the two divisions are Tom Nakano and Natsupoi and Micah and Himeka. The tournament wraps up tomorrow at the Makuhari Mese Exhibition Hall in Chiba. Also today at the Kakugawa City General Gymnasium in Hyogo, the heavyweight portion of New Japan Pro Wrestling's World Tag League continued on. Winning teams were Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi, and Tetsuya Naito and Sonata. Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste won their match by default over Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens, as Owens has returned to America following a death in his family. He will miss the rest of the tour. Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher currently lead the heavyweight block with 10 points. The Junior Heavyweight League returns to action tomorrow at the KDDI Ishin Hall in Yamaguchi. The tournament finals for both the heavyweight and junior heavyweight leagues will take place on December 14th at the Sun Plaza Hall in Sendai. Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher currently lead the heavyweight blocks with 10 points. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The wrestling news can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the wrestling news across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall, just the wrestling news. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Holy cow, why does that sound familiar? Holy fuck, why am I hearing that? Oh, oh, I get it. It's the Tony Gomez Show! Okay, well, technically, it's not really the Tony Gomez Show, but the main event decided before we get into something else that I needed, wanted to get into, big shout-out to Tony Gomez and the Tony Gomez Show. You guys, you know, if you've had a chance to subscribe to the Tony Gomez Show, head over to Spotify, head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever it is you find your favorite podcast to listen to some of the latest episodes of the Tony Gomez Show. Now, the main event decided to go ahead and play. We played the wrestling news earlier, so now we're going to play a little bit. I mean, I went ahead and did my own thing and, you know, talked about Richard's Billiards, talked about all that, and I wanted to go ahead and play you the latest episode from the Tony Gomez Show, talking about the big show rundown from... The weeks of December 1st through December 10th, I thought I'd go ahead and let you guys listen to it to give you an idea of what's going to happen here in Corpus Christi, Texas. So to give us the entire rundown, let's listen to the Tony Gomez Show with your host, Tony Gomez. Take it away. Hey, welcome back to the show. Tonight's episode is going to be the big show rundown for the weeks between December 1st and December 10th. I'm going to be talking about... The show's going on here in the Coastal Bend with some of my favorite local bands at some of my favorite venues. 
So let's get things started tonight at Boozers. We have Slam Master Booking presenting the Zelebian Triangles, So Many Beyond the Grave, Radio Flyer, Miriam, and Alien Usurper. Then on Thursday, December 9th, DRI, the Dirty Rod Nimbusels, return to destroy Boozers with a night full of crossover metal mayhem. And along with DRI, I'm going to have my band Existing Anger. So shout out to my bros, Spidey, David, Jimmy, and Eddie of Existing Anger. And also joining us that night is also going to be Metal Riser and Lowball. And they're going to be kicking ass with us all night. So make sure you get your tickets at Boozers in advance and save that $5 that you will be paying at the door if you don't get them in advance. So also coming up on December 9th and 10th at Boozers, Beatdown Booking presents Texas Fight Riff Fest. It's going to be two nights, December 9th and December 10th. Coming up on December 9th, you're going to be seeing Life Force, Bashed In, True Intentions, Living Hollow, Cold Concrete, In Balance, Liberty and Justice, Lament, Red Wound, Texas, Soledad, Ridgen, Ill-Adjusted, Crossways 3000, and Break Re-11. And then on day two, Saturday, December 10th, you got Slow Pulse, Scrap Pile, Shut Out, Saberwolfed, Beyond Reach, Blood Money, Bardock, Filth Embedded, Worst Behavior, Zevia, Cocaine Titans, Word is Bond, Vix, and Cult of Virence. You got to check this out. It's going to be a freaking killer fest. Texas Fight Riff Fest. Don't miss it. December 9th and 10th at Boozer's Bar. Now let's get to the Black Mug Tavern. This Friday, December 2nd, we've got the heroin, along with the Southern Revival, Wrath Upon the Skies, The Last Strong Day, and Empire of Ashes. Then Saturday, December 3rd, you got Vinyl DJ Night with Dope Finder General and Street Corner Sound System. Then the following weekend, coming up, December 9th, my band Headbangers Pit is going to lay the freaking beat down over there at Black Monk Tavern, throwing down all your favorite metal from freaking... Pantera, Slayer, Megadeth, Metallica. The list goes on and on. The longer you stay with us, the harder it gets. Please make your plans to hang out with us at the Black Monk Tavern, December 9th with Headbangers Pit. Shout out to all my guys in the pit. Jerry, John, Josh, and Marcel. Can't wait to see you guys out there. Then, on Saturday, December 10th, you got Eric Calvert, Rob, and the guys, and Throw Logos, Blood of Our Brother, and 007. And also, 6IL. It's going to be a hell of a freaking show. Blood of Our Brothers is back. It's been a while since they've been around. I'm glad they're coming back and going to be kicking ass with the guys from Throat Locusts and 007 and 6IL over at Black Monk Tavern. Now let's get to the House of Rock. Tonight, at the House of Rock, you got Updog, Ambrose Down, Love Again, and the middle of August. Then on Friday, December 2nd, it's the History Harvest Show, along with Caleb Navarro from 5 to 9, and then at 9 p.m., it's going to be Derek in the Nat 20s. Coming on Saturday, December 3rd, it's going to be Bard Crow. On Sunday, December 4th, House of Rock at Scentsy Trails with the Happies. Then coming up, you've got on Monday, December 5th, it's our favorite chili Monday. So come in the House of Rock and enjoy a free bowl of chili and half-off pints while you're checking out the Monday night football game. On Tuesday, December 6th, it's going to be open mic night. And on Saturday, December 10th, it's Triptonite with Corpus Creepies and Crucial Rhythm. And on Sunday, December 11th, we've got Upon a Burning Body. They're coming back to tear shit up at the House of Rock with Left to Suffer, The Dialectic, 
my brothers from the Southern Revival are going to be joining this gig too. And also Forever Burn will get things started. It's going to be another kick-ass Slam Master book and production show. So shout out and a big hell yeah to Andrew and all the staff with Slam Master Booking. Thanks for all the hard work and bringing us some kick-ass shows. Next at Brewster Street Ice House downtown. Tonight, it's going to be a night with DJ Paul. Then, Friday, December 2nd, they've got the Spasmatics. On Sunday, December 3rd, it's going to be High and Dry, a Def Leppard tribute. I think I'm going to be at this one. And on Thursday, December 8th, they've got Splendiferous doing a free show. And on Friday, December 9th, it's going to be Colby Cooper with special guests, the Hooser Brothers. On Saturday, December 10th, it's going to be Russell and Danny single on piano show. And they're going to be doing that live. And I've seen these piano shows here. are a lot of fun. And so I think it's going to be a good time. So go check that out. So I also want to remind you guys that coming up very soon here at the House of Rock on December 23rd, Killer Productions presents the third annual Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular on Friday, December 23rd at the House of Rock with the Harbor City All-Stars, Headbangers Pit, and Existing Anger. we got proceeds going to benefit our Corpus Christi Food Bank, and we're going to have a $10 suggested donation at the door, but we prefer that you bring your own canned food donations and get $5 off, and that only makes it $5 donation at the door, and that donation is going to be going to benefit the CC Food Bank. No better time to provide for our local community than right now in this generous time of the season. Give what you can. Bring your canned foods in. We don't want to. We're just asking for a suggested donation of ten bucks. All this stuff is going straight to the food bank. All these guys in the Harbor City All Stars, Headbangers Pit, and Existing Anger, just going to come out here and, and and share their time and their talent and just rock out in the name of Christmas spirit and helping out our community and everybody that needs the food bank. We're blessed to be able to have everything we have. So let's be generous and share this generosity with the rest of our community. It always comes back to you. Let's keep paying it forward, Corpus Christi. And this year's going to be the best one yet. This Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular just keeps growing and keeps getting better. So i got to thank all my sponsors this year. I've got the House of Rock sponsoring us. Daniel Adama Productions is going to come out and video the whole production of the Harbor City All-Stars. And finally, it's going to be captured on video, and it's going to be amazing. So thanks a lot, Daniel Adama Productions and South Texas Media, Sal Hernandez and the guys. We appreciate y'all. We're going to have the Grampus uh, picture booth going on out there. And if you remember from last year, Grampus looks amazing. You're going to want to get your pictures there that night. And also, big shout out to Rob Chapa and the staff over at Harbor City, Inc. for helping us this year and supporting the Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular to benefit the CC Food Bank. You know, I really want everybody to get out this weekend and enjoy a night of kick-ass live music. Whether it's cold, whether it's a little sprinkling, whatever's going on, get yourself ready for a night out and get out and hit a Boozer's Bar, the Black Monk Tavern, the House of Rock, the Exchange. You know, Riches is rocking out there. And I can't forget Brewster Street Ice House downtown. You know, I want to see all you guys having some fun supporting live music. So please get out there. Make an appearance, let these bands know you give a shit, and let's have a great time here, all right? Supporting the live music scene in Corpus Christi. So remember, you're the master of your own destiny and creator of your own future. I want to see all you at my show on with Existing Anger and DRI next Thursday, the 8th, over at Boozers, and on Saturday night, the 9th, I need you guys at the Black Monk Tavern. 
for a free show with my band Headbangers Pit. So I want to see you guys soon. I'll see you at the show. Here's a little something. Big shout well, okay, I have to stop right there, but big shout out to Tony Gomez in every way possible. Uh, he explained about all the shows that are going to be happening over at the Black Mall Tavern. He explained everything that's going to happen over at Boozers. Of course, Richard's Billiards in the House of Rock. We know that Tony Twi Tony's Twisted Christmas is going to happen over at the House of Rock. That's going to happen on, I believe, the 23rd is the date that I heard and everything. Get there as early as you can. And as he said, you know, go ahead and uh, donate a, uh, the canned goods to the Corpus Christi uh, Food Bank. I think that's what it is, right? So... Uh, you know, do that in every way possible. I, um, well, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go ahead and, you know, state that I'm going to be there, but I'm going to try and make it as, uh, um, I'm going to try to make it as possible as I can. Cause it's going to, let's see, like I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, December 24th is on a Saturday and December 25th will be on a Sunday. So Christmas Eve and Christmas, uh, Christmas Day and Christmas Eve is going to be on the weekend, so Christmas, um, so 23rd will basically be on a Friday. I'm not sure if I'm going to be off on that Friday. I may work half a day or not, or something like that, but I'll definitely try to find a way to get over there at the House of Rock and, you know, check out Tony's Twisted Christmas. I was there last year when it took place over at Rich's Billiards about one year ago, and I was very, very honored to be there. It was incredible seeing all of these talented musicians coming in from Corpus Christi, not just, you know, you know Tony Gomez and my good friend Hector Juarez, best drummer on the planet, John Luna, uh, several of our good friends from the Southern Revival. Uh, so, uh, I know Texas Hate Machine was there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they still play anymore, but I know that they were there. I saw Jerry, Jerry Cruz over there in every way possible. So I saw everyone over there. It was incredible. Hopefully you guys will get a chance to get over to Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular. Take place over at the House of Rock. Get there as early as you can. Support all the local scene going on in Corpus Christi. The main event's got the wrestling side here. And of course, I've got to support the Tony Gomez show in every way that I can. And of course, the main event, you know the main event's got to talk wrestling no matter what. And I got to talk metal in every way possible. That's my field. That's my stop. That's how it goes with me on the Main Event Talk podcast. Once again, subscribe to the Tony Gomez show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whatever it is you find your favorite podcast. He does some tremendous work. And hopefully, hopefully... We'll may hear another interview with John Luna and another interview with Hector somewhere down the road. And hopefully this time, hopefully this time, John Luna will finally get everything straight when I tell him that WrestleMania 5, I have to repeat that. Yes, I have to repeat it all over again. WrestleMania 5 was Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWE Championship. The mega powers explode while WrestleMania 6 was the ultimate challenge Hulk Hogan defending the World Wrestling Federation Championship against the Intercontinental Champion, the Ultimate Warrior Champion versus Champion, title for title to take place over at the Sky Dome in Toronto, Canada. See it live as a... Ah, sorry. <coughs> I was trying to get it off. I was trying to go as far as I can with that, but I could. But sit live only on pay-per-view. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, I just had to get that in. Oh, and by the way, there's one thing I wanted to mention, and I think Tony Gomez knows this quite well. Uh, let's see, he mentioned about a show on the 8th. The 8th is very, very interesting, guys, for a couple of reasons. For two, I think there's three reasons for it, but two 
the biggest reasons of them all. One is uh, the passing of a legend uh, that was about, uh, it would be 42 years ago when the passing of um, John Lennon that happened. You, you guys remember that date quite well, December 8th. And then, of course, you know, when you think of December 8th, you think of Dimebag Daryl. You got to think about him in every way possible because it's just it's just crazy. Let's see. It was 2004, so we're probably at... It was 18 years ago, right? 18, 17 years ago when Dimebag Daryl had passed away. But man, it was still one of the most incredible... One of the most shocking moments in the history of metal, especially when it comes to hearing about Dimebag Daryl, you know, passing away and everything else like that. But, uh, yeah, there's a show happening with, uh, I, I guess it was a Boozer's White that he was talking about or a Black Mall Tavern, one of them. But anyways, get there as early as you can. Support all of the local shows, that, uh, local bands that happen over here in Corpus Christi, Texas. Once again, big shout out to the Tony Gomez show. Subscribe to their show in every way that you can. Of course, subscribe to the Main Event Talk podcast as well. We try to support each other as much as we can. And the Main Event wants to do everything that he can to support all of my friends over here in Corpus Christi, Texas as much as we can. Whether it's in the metal scene, whether it's in the wrestling scene, every way possible, we are supporting each other, especially during the holiday season. So it's going to be epic to check out once again subscribe to the main event talk podcast and subscribe to the tony gomez show be there for all the shows over at the house of rock at boozers at uh black mall tavern at richard's billiards every way possible get there and support all of the local bands that you see they need it and we want to give it to them in any way we can if you guys have any questions in regards to this show all you got to do is go over to my email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. Listen for your question right here on the main event talk podcast, and it could be any question that you want, whether it's anything about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling to anything new in music or anything about possibly politics, even though I really don't get into politics that much anyway, or anything about current events or anything about the Transformers or any kind of new metal music that you like to talk about or anything in particular, even if it's a bit personal. The main event would love to go ahead and put that email out for everyone to listen to. So once again, my email address is the main event 1977 at gmail.com that's the main event 1977 at gmail.com and listen for that question right here on the main event talk podcast okay so we are almost at the conclusion of this episode of the main event talk podcast but before we talk about it get ready guys next week on the main event talk podcast we will give you more matches in regards to Final Battle. We will talk a little bit more about NXT's deadline as it happens. Of course, we'll give you some more updates on Winter is Coming when it happens on December 14th on Wednesday. And plus a few other things that are going to happen in the next couple of weeks before we reach to our final destination, which will be on uh, December 17th, because that will be the last time I put out any, any more episodes of the main talk podcast and uh and, and as i stated earlier we may talk about doing a year in review special at the very very end of this year so 
So I mentioned at the very top of the program about a life-changing course, something that happened to me. Now, I'm not going to mention exactly what I do because I'm not going to allow some people to, you know, get in and find out exactly what it is that I do. But let me kind of <clears throat> let me kind of give you something something to think about. So a long time ago, I used to work at a place called the Corpus Christi Pistol and Rifle Club. It used to be a place that uh, I've worked at for a very long time. I enjoyed the job since I believe it was August or September of 1997. I'd been there for a long time and I left around around May, I believe it was May 13th of 2012, which was the last time I was there. And I worked for a place called Baker Hughes. Baker Hughes, which was a, an incredible place to work for, not just because of the pay involved, but the fact you know there were several benefits that were involved. A lot of other things that happened that were involved, but it took me about one year to get used to it. And it would have been great, but certain circumstances got in my way. And I'll mention what it is. It was a DWI, okay? A DWI, which I will not take responsibility for. Long story on that. Um, So I started working with a company, okay? A company that's been around for a long, long time. But this company I started working with since 2013. And ever since then, you know, I have become a helper to this company. I have understood this company for a long, long time. I've been with the company since 2013. So I'm going on, let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. So I'm almost about, I'm almost about 10 years with this company. Now, I talked about changes. I had changes happen to me already when it came to my Facebook, okay? A lot of a lot of changes on that. Who would have known that right after Thanksgiving weekend that I would walk into work finding out that the company that I used to work with has been shut down. Well, it wasn't shut down until until yesterday. Now, this company has now merged with another company. Once again, I'm not going to mention any names because you know, for, for obvious reasons. Um, this company merged with another company. It, it's basically the same job that I'm doing now. The Well, not now, but you know what I'm talking about. The only difference is there was something to it. Now, why did I mention Baker Hughes? Now, when I worked at the gun club, there were no benefits of any kind or... Well, there were pay raises, obviously. And... It was one of those things that was like so, I'm not saying complicated, it was easy to figure out when you worked at a, at a gun club, you know, get a paycheck and everything else like that. You really didn't get any type of bonus of any kind, right? Now, Baker Hughes, on the other hand, was much different because you were working with a corporation, you were working with a company that had several benefits, several bonuses, several pay raises, and and weekend holiday pay. So it was um, incredible. And all that had to mess up because of what I just talked about. Then I worked for this uh, company that had, you know, everything, but didn't really have the benefits that I asked for, or I didn't want for anyway. But now with this new company that's coming along, I got those benefits. As a matter of fact, 
this company is going to be uh, giving me all the benefit, giving most of us some benefits. Everything from holiday pay. Uh, you know, if I'm sick, if I'm sick from work, I get paid for that, um, and all sorts of stuff that I looked into. And also, and just to give you guys an idea, and I've shared was I shared this earlier at Rich's Billiards. Um, with a few of my friends, and they know about it quite well, and others are just getting a chance to know about it now. Um, I'm going to be leaving for Houston, Texas, coming up on December 9th. Now, I am going to be producing an episode of the Maybet Talk podcast around that time. I'm going to be doing several recordings, and I'm going to be putting out everything, and I'll have the episode ready right before, uh, you know, right before the 10th. So, that way you guys can get an idea of what's going to happen. Now... The reason why I'm going to be in Houston is because we're going to be doing a Christmas party for this company. I'm going to get paid while I show up over at this Christmas party. Now, I'm not sure exactly what to expect. I know that I'm expected to dress formal when I get there. So that's okay. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that at all. That's, you know, if I'm going to dress formal, look good for the company, I'll definitely do that. Sorry, I just dropped something. So just trying to pick it up right now. So, it's incredible. This life-changing deal, for me to have all these benefits and for me to start over with a company. I mean, I, I work, I've worked, like I said, I'm not going to tell you what the company is, but I've worked with this company for almost eight, nine years. And now I'm working with a new company that it's basically, you know, the same company but with many benefits involved and, and, and other things that are going to be similar to the job that I have, but it's going to be more, more advanced, more out there. And I'll be able to do like a, a eulogy, not a eulogy, a eulogy, but a, you know, several reports that I have to work on and other stuff in that particular nature. But, and, and, it's, and it's very, very good because now I'll be able to do the stuff that I've always wanted to do. And I'll be able to get paid to do certain things. We may get overtime pay, however it works. I mean, it's still, it's still, the process is still all new. Everything was just sprung on me on Monday because it was just, it seemed like it was a typical day for the first few hours. And then all of a sudden something changed. We got these work pamphlets. We started, you know, signing some applications, signing some stuff away, reading into some uh, benefits that involve vision, dental, medical, and all that stuff, which is incredible. And I, I, you know, I love it. It's just a, a totally, totally different element from what I've been used to already. But this is something I've been used to before when I was working with Baker Hughes. I'm not sure how high my pay will be, but it will be interesting to see how this goes. But I wanted to share that with you right here in the Main Event Talk podcast because even though... I still love doing these podcasts. I, I still love doing the stuff that I do every single week. And, you know, live, you know, loving, love giving you guys a wrestling report in any way that I can. Love talking about professional wrestling. Love giving you my thoughts of what's going on in professional wrestling. And it's just, you know, something that I have been, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to going to Houston next week. Um, I don't know exactly how this is going to work. It's a Christmas party, so we'll see how 
all that rolls out and everything. So, like I said, once again, I'm I'm not going to mention the job. Other people know what it is, and others probably want to know about it. But I kind of want to keep that separate from what I do here because I don't want people to hound me in any way possible. Because you know how that shit goes in every way possible. So, with that being said, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I wanted to go ahead and share that with you right here, you know, to give you guys an idea that I don't just do these podcasts. I go ahead, I have a real life outside of outside of the podcast. So, I'm a normal human being earning money in every way possible that I can. So, it's uh, it's incredible how all this is going to work out and I can't. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Now, uh, once again, um, uh, we're going to try. Now, a couple of weeks ago, and I want to go ahead and get this out of the way, because usually I would go ahead and start off and ending with follow the main event on Twitter, Twitter Twitter.com and all that stuff. So let me try and get this part out of the way. You know, a few weeks ago, my Facebook and everything has changed. But now we're going to try and change things up in every way possible. So. You could still follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. Now, for Instagram, it will be instagram.com slash at main event player two. Okay, that, you know, if you want to follow me there, it's a whole new Instagram. It's, uh, you know, this, you know, basically me doing the same old stuff that I do. And um, if you want to friend request me, proceed at your own fucking risk, as I always say. Now, as far as the main event talk uh, 2.0 goes, uh, main event talk 2.0 Facebook page, if there's a way for me to gain it, I probably will be able to let you guys in on it. But if not, there's a good chance that I'll be creating a new account for the main event talk podcast for everyone to follow and for everyone to get on board with to give you all the latest info of what's going on with the Main Event Talk podcast, all the stuff that you need to know about in the world of professional wrestling. And I'll probably start that account in 2023 just to get a whole new fresh start with the Main Event Talk podcast. So as of right now, the Main Event Talk 2.0, even though the Facebook page is still out there, it is officially closed. I'm, I'm letting everybody know I'm not in charge of that. I don't know how... If I get the if I get that back, I'll probably start fresh. But if not, oh well. I mean, what what am I gonna do? How's it gonna work? So, we will start. Like I said, a brand new main event talk podcast, uh, main event talk um, deal, and post it out on on Facebook when I have the chance. Two thousand twenty three will be interesting. I haven't given a specific date, but we will give you details on that and everything. So, like I said, follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on my new Instagram at Instagram.com slash at main event player two. And if you want to friend request me, proceed at your own fucking risk. Don't forget next week we're going to talk about NXT deadline. Ring of Honor's final battle. More details on AEW's winter is coming. And we will talk a little bit more about several other things that are going to be happening in the next couple of weeks because my last episode will be on December 17th. That will be it. And then after that, I'll be back until 2023. And there will possibly be a year in review special when all this is over. All right, guys. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Mayvet Talk Podcast. I will see you 
next week with another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the Tony Gomez Show. Don't forget to check out everything with him, everything with me, and every way possible, guys. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. The old expression goes... The more things change, the more they stay the same. For the main event, the more things change, the more change you'll get for your future. See you next week, guys.